Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Hello everybody. Welcome back. It is very good to see you. Welcome ladies, gentlemen and Chthonian berserks to that 6++ show. I'm still very much your host, Tom. Um, and I'm here to natter all things 40k. We are, of course, the podcasting team of 6++, a UKTC gaming team. Um, and we're here to talk all things Warhammer. We've got a little bit of a sort of saffron slam uh, giggle to have at the start as we recount sort of the, the basics of our, our adventure there. Um, but we're also going to be talking about goal setting today because it's a new season. There's a new UKTC season. There is obviously... The, a new edition that we're only a few months into so it's it's a time when i think a lot of us think about what we'd like to achieve and we're obviously a little way into doing this now we've been doing the setting goals and trying to reach things for a while so it's a nice time for us to look back on how far we've come think about where we want to go and maybe um give you some some ways that you can kind of visualize and think about your own goals going forwards as well um, but before we dive into any of that we have to meet the cast of players starting of course with my dear leader, Chris. Chris, how are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you, good sir? I am well. Yeah, I'm well. My voice is a little bit husky from the weekend, oh. too much shouting um, and talking. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm all right. Yeah, I um, my voice was gone on uh, Monday, and my mum was like, do you like talk to your opponent when you're playing the game? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It is kind of a social interaction. For three it's solid like, hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's quite a lot of talking going on. You've got to talk over everyone else is the thing that yeah, people it's, don't realise. When, like, when you get good reverb in the hall. My final game was, um, yeah, I was chatting to um, Jack and uh, like, he's like, I cannot hear a thing you're saying because like, there was like five people stood just behind him. Like, brah, 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 brah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a chatty thing. It is. It absolutely is. And have you, dare I ask, have you done any hobby this week? <laughs> I actually have. Oh, what have you done? Uh, so I'm on my half term. Uh, yep. I set myself the goal of um, painting or finishing off my Drago and painting 10 Strike Marines hey, for my Grey Knight expansion. We've got a, um, I've got Coventry um, coming up. I might do Leicester and then, but I won't have it painted by then. So I'm going to do Elder for then. Mm-hmm. Um, just play my Elder list. And then in December, we've got a um, 6 plus plus fun time um, party, RTT kind of thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping to get it done for them. Perfect. So that's kind of like, a, it's a bit over a month. Um, after I've done these 10 strikes, which I'm about halfway through, I'll just have like another... 25 terminators to do and then uh, then we'll be fine yeah wonderful no i'm really excited to see them on the table because i say it's an army that you've been having fun with in the little bits that i've seen it being mm. used so i think that's really cool um i'm also joined tonight by the wonderful ed ed how are you doing my man yeah not bad not bad i uh already chats needling at me i think <laughs> we just need a we need a section which is just ed argues with the stupid things he's read from chat not not that existence comment is stupid that one's it's actually stupid. quite funny made me laugh <laughs> yeah, yeah i liked that i'd uh, well, play, a little, little grin to that um but yeah no we we have had a couple of youtube comments that maybe we just need to make that a weekly thing where i just say look you who commented uh, yeah we should actually wrong. <laughs> Yeah, we have a the, the rebuffs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You've commented on my video. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd so like you know what? I'm going to do it in the um, eyes personally so and say in the, the uh, in the recent video that I did with Jack and Tom where we talk about various um, it was what custodies <laughs> custodies chaos knights and tower yeah it, uh, someone said oh you you can only actually have custodian guard in squad to four instead of three which is yeah that's true and I don't know <laughs> three instead of four you can pay for the four. forest for the trees there mate what I'm saying is MSU. <laughs> <laughs> squads of four. You can take terminates in squads of three. Um, so the point was completely lost on you. Um, <laughs> don't bother watching it again. You <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Don't want you. Oh, excellent, excellent. No, no. You know what? That's unfair. That's unfair. I'm, I'm totally open to reformed viewers. Um, we'll <laughs> yeah, their continued involvement oh. is welcome as long as they fundamentally change um, in line with what we want. I think that's always that's, that's always a really important thing to ask of the internet. Our um, subscribers have just dropped down by ten, though. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But they there. were the shit ones. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's great. Everyone who's still here is the good ones. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a combative way of doing it, but I respect it. I respect it. <laughs> Someone's um, got to, and by that I mean nobody has to, but I'm going to. You <laughs> Over in the traditionally slightly less combative corner, we've also got Scrivo. Scrivo, how are you? Um, I have been uh, putting salve on my wounds from the weekend, especially from Aww. round two, where I had a lot of <laughs> melter and havoc launcher burns. Pew, pew. And a lot of uh, terrain falling on me, because obviously that's what rocks do. Um, mm. But yeah, otherwise I'm all right. I've uh, been painting a jump pack captain for the Battle of Britain Amazing. that's on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's going to do much good, but... He's a lone operative this weekend, so it should be quite fun. You're Bit running a lone detachment, is that yes. right? Yes. So I've got a That's captain in there. To, I, he can then spend a CP to lift him and his unit, which will be just him. Mm-hmm. And put them in reserves, which is just a gimmick I wanted to do. Apparently, that's what Eldar a players do. Up score it. piece, right? That's how they win, Eldar's. right? Just yeah. that one thing is what makes them win. Not that the rest of the army's great. No, so <laughs> so he should be fine. CP and he lets you do actions after you advance as well, I'm assuming. I oh, is that so. just Eldar? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't need those things. It's fine. I th- yeah, and he doesn't get back up when he dies either. It's not all those things in one, but yeah, he does enough. cost the same pretty much. So yeah, hundred points. At least, at least there's perfect. That. Um, God, yeah. the Wayleaf is so good. But we'll talk about him later. The Wayleaf, oh, once again, was the bane of my life this weekend. But that's absolutely I'm not, fine. I'm not jealous. It's fine. It's his job. Um, I'm just going to shout out people in the chat because the chat is kicking off. Hello, everybody. Very nice to see everyone. Obviously, Elmo Miniatures is promoting Saffron Slam's team tournament, as you'd expect. It was an amazing event. Really, really fun. We're going to the singles in February. Cannot wait to get back out there and hopefully I'll play on the Ravine board because it still it still hasn't happened for me. Um, so I'm really excited to go back. Don't, don't make me think about it. Thanks for that. hosting us, Lewis. It was an amazing time. Obviously, we're gonna, we'll talk about it in a minute before we get into the goal setting and stuff. But hello, Pickalax. Hello, Sindri. Yes, call your lunchtime, lunchtime plus plus. I love that idea. Um, <laughs> I think that's very, very good. And Existence UK, throwing some shade. That's good. That's what we like. Gene Steeler says, half term is always hobby term. Damn right. This is when Chris Thank gets you. everything done. Yeah. This is his productivity yeah. week. Well, productivity might not be the right way of putting it, but this is, <laughs> this is when he really gets gets stuck into the hobby after a busy, busy time. Um, Scrivo's then slagging Ed off because never just in one place, are you? You're always, every time <laughs> I read out your comments whilst you're on the show. <laughs> Get um, you every time. It's brilliant. And hello Love to it. Hick Dead as well. Very good to have oh, you all here. Oh, that's Ducky. Hi, um, Ducky. We'll be, doing, we'll be doing questions later on, so if you do have further questions, do chuck them in the chat and we'll try and address them later on. If you want me to argue with you, say something stupid. Yeah. Like, exactly. at me as well, so I know that it's 
you know, not just you being daft. Designed to provoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. make sure that uh, <laughs> I take notice. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. So we are very good at self-promotion, possibly the best. And it falls to Chris to demonstrate why with a bit of a loose roundup. What's coming? What's been? What are we up to, Chris? Oh, all of the videos. So <laughs> um, in the last, well, as we all know, Tom, you did a video called Play Your Cards Right. I sure did. And um, well, do you want to tell us about it? It is about tactical secondaries and scoring them in 10. And what I'm doing is I'm drawing four random ones out of the deck and talking through how you can approach um, sort of getting the most out of them in game. And I've got a bunch of, I had the four T's, I've forgotten off the top of my head exactly what those were, but I think it was trade-offs, thinking about what the risks are, the issues, the twist. twist, thinking about whether you need to get rid of the card, when in a game you might want to chuck it, what the sort of the thinking and factors might be there, um, whether you should take as fixed, and then there was another one. Oh, tools, if you want... what units you might want for doing it. <laughs> I was going to say, if you want the fourth one, watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very Damn, good. And good. in part two, I'll tell you what the fourth T is. Uh, over on our Patreon. No, exactly. So that was that's very fun to do. I think I'm definitely a big fan of tactical. I know there was a sort of everyone take fixed moment um, a little while back, especially around LGT. But actually, I'm a, I'm a massive fan of tactical. That might be because I'm playing an army with 10 million units that can go and score all the cards whenever it wants. But I think one thing I'm starting to get my head around is that pacing of the fact that you've got five turns to score 40 points, and the fact that actually there's a bit of knowing when to pick your moment reckon try, working out when when do i need to go big in a turn when what kinds of cards might have more risk than i want at this moment in a game when's a good time to push for 10 points on cards when is an eight kind of appropriate um these kinds of things so trying to sort of bring that over i think in the in the series and i'll keep adding to it and drawing the rest of the cards as we go so yeah a lot of fun to make go yeah. check it out on youtube if you haven't already definitely um so then we also had davy do bugwatch um all about crusher stampede um ed and scrivo did their cracking the codex all about the iron storm spearhead now there has been a vote for the next one and it's going to be what scrivo the storm lance strike force yeah baby which is apparently white scars mm -hmm. i'm looking for all those mounted white scars units not found them yet but when i do i'll make a list i'm there <laughs> Excellent. That's, that's fun. Um, so, yeah, uh, that'll be coming out some point soon. Um, and Scrivo also had his second episode of Scrivo versus the Bard, where he talks about the WTC. And this time he talks about the Matrix and pairings and that sort of thing, which he filmed on the Monday, I think, which is very active. We've just done our team. Yeah, mm. that was a challenge because I was full of matrices, matrices. I had, to, I had to even check that to make sure I wasn't saying matrices, but I still nice. said it. But yeah, um, yeah, it was, I'm still confused by them. They are a tricky, <laughs> tricky beast. Um, and are. then we, of course, had um, our matchup plus plus, which you've had a sneak preview of from Ed there as he um, attacked one of the commenters. So they <laughs> guys spoke about Tau, Custodes, and Chaos Knights, kind of what units you need to look out for, what sort of lists are um, out there at the moment doing well and kind of how to counter them and what things to consider when to play them. It's a really, really good series. We've done two episodes now covering six different factions, so definitely check those out. Um, in terms of content coming up on Friday, some of us are getting together to film some battle report. Yeah, can't wait. Um, so we've got, um, we've got Davey with his nids, myself with my Eldar, Tom with his... Um, 
uh, I guess Votan. <laughs> and then we've got uh, Scrivo with his um, probably some form of Marines. I'm going to bring um, this Votan. Look, I'll bring this Votan. Ooh, is that one of yours, John? Yeah. It's my, my Lego space person, Ice Planet. Oh, one. One oh yeah, I forgot you had some Votan. Do you want to come be a Votan main with me? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, so we're going to filter battle reports then, one or two. Um, and then that will be all the content that you could desire. Um, in terms of supporting us, we have an affiliate page, which you can find in the description. If you head over to Composite Games um, and buy some Warhammer, which is already 20% off, if you use the code PLUS, you get an extra 5% off. And today, someone did that. And oh, yesterday. Nice. People are firing out the monies to Composite Games. And <laughs> we get a little smidgen of that. Um, and of course, if you would like to um, help us even more, we do have a Patreon, which we are trying to build up at the moment um, with a kind of early access to content and stuff. And as more of you guys sign up, the more content we'll be able to produce and put exclusively on there. We also have aspects of kind of like coaching, mentoring, however you wish to um, view it. We're getting good feedback from that as well at the moment. So um, yeah, um, check it out again. Link is in the description. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And thank you again to everyone who has signed up, everyone who's liking and subscribing and everyone who's commenting. There's a bunch of you doing that at the moment and it means the world to us. It's really cool. We're very energized, but 10th in a good place and with lots of people engaging. So thanks very much for that. And please keep it up. Okay, wonderful. So obviously our main topic today will be goal setting, but ah, goal setting don't take that long, does it? So I think we should talk a little bit, but not a little bit about the saffron slams teams tournament because one thing we are going to make is some in-depth interviews with alfarius and also with hopefully legion as well um for a series i'm going to make i basically i basically wanted somewhere to chuck all our teams content and interviews and i'm going to have a running series called no i in team if all goes well it won't just be interviewing our teams about what they've done um down the line hopefully i'll speak to you know to other teams out in the world your your war masters your ignites etc um the lesser teams the lesser teams yeah exactly <laughs> the small fish, somehow the small fish i'll invite them over to our big pond um and yeah so that's where that'll be so yeah if you want really really in-depth look at how we approach pairings and matrices and all these different things this time because i think spoilers i think we all did it pretty well then you'll be able to find all of that juicy stuff when we get no im team recorded but in a more general sense let's talk about saffron slam teams do you want to take us off chris it was wonderful um <laughs> lewis put on a hell of a show um down in good old saffron Walden. um we took three teams out of the 10 representing yeah we did um and uh yeah there was um there's lots of friendly faces there we know quite a lot of the other places 40k gaming and 40k under 21 so there's war masters there um sons of uh, sons of war or cambridge war games club as tom likes to call them um, <laughs> yes. and uh yeah we um <laughs> it was i think Matthew shout out to uh lewis who ran like once again an incredible event um, you know, you've got, there's just a really positive, happy vibe going around the place. The actual venue is really good, right in the centre of town. And it's an interesting one for, like, someone for me who realistically only plays the UKTC events. Um, so I'm just very much in this space of, like, this is a set terrain layout, set yes. ruins and that sort of thing. To come across to this style of um, 
to this kind of um, map pack where you're like, oh, um, I can't walk through these ruins all of a sudden, or these hills, <laughs> and I don't know where to deploy, and I, where am I going? It's like very much like on your feet, putting you kind of in that situation. And with the Teams environment added in, like board picks were really interesting. Really um, interesting. Because yes, we were. certainly were able to make the most of certain board yeah. picks, slash Scrivo got bummed so um yeah i think it added a really interesting dynamic that yeah, we I haven't agree. really experienced in other team events you know we had the the original team event uktc which is where I just pick up two ruins from one table and put them on another which just led to a barren wasteland just absolutely awful uh, yeah. and the other <laughs> table not giving a shit about it because it wasn't really any way you could place it we've obviously done the wtc ones but we don't know them well enough to have invested enough time to understand those. So this was actually a really cool kind of like dynamic that um, Lewis offered there. So I think yeah, I completely agree. Those. I actually think those boards were really fun for teams. Um, and as you say, it just meant I like it when a bit of reactive thinking is involved in general. I just think that's nice if you about thinking on your feet. And I think, as you say, with the pairings, that really added something. Um, you guys were you guys were very good at exploiting that, as poor Lee Churchwood can attest after his, <laughs> his ravine hundred all draw with Lee. <laughs> what a game! Yeah, I was looking over and I could, he was just he was just so frustrated for the entirety of that. Let's game. know in the chat if you've ever had a hundred all draw because yes, hundred all draws. We managed it in a police off this. Thanks week. to an enormous chasm between the two armies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fantastic. I mean, do you want to talk a little bit, like, sort of in, in outline, um, Chris and Scrivo, about the kind of team Legion experience? Yeah. Um, so we kind of went in knowing that we had um, a reasonable chance of doing well. Um, <laughs> before the event, we made our matrices in the, into the audio position. Um, and probably our worst matrices were um, for Alpharis and Warmasters. So those are the two Agreed. kind of um, knew we were going to struggle a bit into potentially. Mm. Um, the game, I always, I always find I don't play well game one, and also I felt the pairings process was quite blurred in that one. We kind mm. of got away with it, um, but we played some lovely chaps from, I think they're called ECL, yeah. and we uh, managed to um, grab the win there. Um, I think we all pretty much kind of had like close games, um, apart from Johnny, the mind um, oh, slut who decided to join us and... <laughs> Um, <laughs> represent us in like 20 some poor demon guy. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, we got to a great start and then boom, Alpharius. Um, so we got to play Alpharius round two and it was quite funny because I'd spent like two days like oh. panicking over this pairings process and I'd come up with it. You'd done your homework. You'd done a lot more homework than we, we have. had. And whilst when we knew we had you outside, we kind of talked it through at lunchtime. And we we're like, right, well, we're pretty sure they're going to start with Paul for four XYZ reasons. If in so doubt, if throw Paul James. We'll put these two down and they take this. And we basically came up there and we're like, well, we could do this and then we could take this board and blah, blah. And what happened was it literally went exactly. Like we genuinely, every single thing that happened was as we had said, we got the exact boards we want. Um, the issue was that that didn't actually particularly help us because <laughs> it was, we still had it down as a loss on our matrix. Hmm. Um, and, you know, there were a few gambles there. The mission was one of those. So, for example, I got um, into Jack's Tau. 
Um, and, you know, I wasn't able to, and it's a good matchup for the Elder, I wasn't able to generate a big gap. Jack played well. It was the ritual, um, wasn't it? The, it's it quite was, so, yeah, stodgy, it was, stodgy mission. Yeah, you've got like three, um, you've got three cards basically for your secondaries and you were making lots of objectives for your primary. So it was really hard to build up a differential. Um, Meanwhile, we had kind of punted poor Alex into the Votan and be like, maybe it'll be okay. And it wasn't okay. It's not okay. And and Alex was like, I went over the first time and he was like, well, we're about to find out how it goes. And then I came back shortly after he was like, it's all dead. (laughs) Um, it was he had me very worried he played the first turn or two of that really well and then yeah just thunderkin into necrons is just the most horrific thing i've ever seen just kills entire bricks without even trying yeah so um so yeah that didn't quite go according to plan and we we, so our plan to mitigate lee's csm was well what if we put lee chaos knights on the ravine board um and um then lee churchward can't go anywhere and lee can just walk through the walls and i went over after like turn bottom of one or star two and lee was like both leagues were like wow, this might actually be a hundred all draw <laughs> and uh, it was a hundred all draw yeah so remarkable um scrivo was playing against some arsehole um, <laughs> yeah can't remember who. Yeah, unfortunately, he's had to play him twice. This before this, this in round two at events. Yeah, I was going to say this is becoming a bit of an occurrence. And I've played occurrence. the ritual round two against Chaos Knights as well, and mm. that one didn't go well previously. But the difference was I at least had somewhere to hide. I would say <laughs> on this board there wasn't a place to hide. And yeah, I thought, was, oh, I'll just hide just behind these behind rocks it. that I can't go through. But guess what, guys? Chaos Knights can go through rocks. So you're like, oh, cool! I'm high. I'm I'm safe behind this wall. No, they were pretty flexible I'm actually on the saffron sand terrain because you could yeah. always run through something. There were hills like they were, everywhere. They, they kept were asking a good me, pick for that. Which do you, like? Do you want to be defended? Do you want which board you want? Stop asking me. <laughs> I didn't say stop asking me. I don't care. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that that to me was one big learn for the matrix that I would have liked to maybe put if we've got a fixed board or a non-fixed board for like the scoring. I think that would have been helpful to kind of kind of flag up. Yeah. Because in yeah, that sort of very tricky very it, tricky it, to model for. Maybe you could maybe go like light versus heavy and, and yeah. hope. Cuz that, that's normally what you do you give a preference but in this yeah. it's kind of like am I on a UKTC or Peterborough slam board I'd be kind of this sort of score if not this is where I'll be. And I think that's kind of for sure. would help maybe but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard because also you know some of those boards were yeah, they weren't UKTC but some were lighter than others. Some there was more than enough room or place to hide. Um, so yes, it is a tricky one. But um, yeah, full credit to Alfaris. They grabbed the win there. Um, I think I think you outpaired us. I think you guys had a more a stronger plan for that than we did. But I think then we a just losing had... plan. Well, no, but it's I, in terms of mitigating. As I say, yeah. I think we would we would have agreed that the list the list advantage was probably ours. So the fact that you mitigated that massively in the pairings, I think, was really impressive. Yeah, it was, it was we kind of it, it was fun. Um, it was then, a very fun time. And then round three, we played four TK gaming under twenty ones. Oh, nice! Um, they, they weren't under twenty one. They weren't. Yeah, under. I didn't see any like, under twenty one looking teams in there. Yeah. I think at one point Lee Jones was like, "But they don't look under twenty one. It can't be them." I think it's a jokey name. Um, <laughs> I think uh, it's the younger half of the group, and they're not that much younger. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, we grabbed the win there. Pairings went well, like kind of felt like we nailed it. Um, we got our Kels Knights into the Aldar for a 14-6 win. Um, um, I think I beat Custodes. Scrivo, you played Death Guard. Yeah, I think I got a draw. Yeah, he, had, he had Mike Cheng, who's a, a good player, so yeah. a, a hard Death Guard was really strong. So yes. Death Guard, Set, one, seven one Death Wing Apologies to Mike Cheng, because I told him in chat last week to uh, come and say hi to me, and he, yeah. he caught me at the end of the event, and he was like, oh, I, I didn't get a chance to say hi to you, and I kind of just looked at him like he was an alien. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, I played five round warhammer my brain was gone so mike if you see this uh apologies if you thought why is he looking at me like that uh i didn't know who you were and my brain just didn't catch up so uh thanks for saying hi your army's still shit but uh good job and i think winning three three of your games if you play a proper faction you could probably win you know mid-sized gts stop Pick it. it up stop oh, it Stop! Stop ruining it. It's for not any, fucking Naruto. For mate. anyone who doesn't know, there's no weighted, weighted Lewis. fucking leg weights you can take off and then kick everyone's ass. <laughs> Lewis a good is, army and Lewis win events. Has renamed the Saffron Slam best. Oh yeah, we, the Ed Force that loves Death Guard Prize. Positive things. Let's talk about the hate crime committed <laughs> on me. And it was a hate crime because I hated it. Uh, the sportsmanship <laughs> award. He, he came up to me, smug as you like, sort of lunchtime on Sunday. Goes. I've renamed the Sportsmanship Award. <laughs> Prior to this, he'd bought a box of Death Guard, like a start collecting Death Guard, because that's a reasonable thing to give to someone that you people like. Leave those on that's a re- yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that to anyone? Like, we want to encourage good behaviour. Have something that's a punishment. And then I, uh, gifted, I then gifted the data cards to go with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah, and anyway, the the author is, and we've renamed it in perpetuity. Egg Force it loves Death Guard. That's my Lewis, in case you couldn't tell. I'm not yeah. like, getting as annoying as I should have done. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was that was that. I let him have his moment. Oh, I really enjoy it. I hope that lives on oh. forever. I hope that lives on forever. Um, anyway, so where were you, Chris? I think that was three three games played now. So two one in the two one. Yep. We went for a lovely pizza. Oh, it was so um, good at Doe and Co or something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, and then on Sunday morning, we played. Sun- we're at this interesting stage where kind of like we're just going to start play. Like everyone's kind of playing each other. Like they haven't played. Um, you're going to be playing down or up depending on your win bracket. Like there's not going to be a same amount of people with you who have kind of got the same result as you. Um, so we played into Sons of War, Cambridge War Gaming Club, um, which was a really interesting, um, which was a really interesting game. Um, parents went all right in this. Kind of, we, st- we got to the plan, um, and it. We I think this was the game where Lee lost 14-6 into the Eldar. Yes. It was a yes. different Eldar list. Yeah, um, I liked this Eldar list. It was double it, Avatar, 10 Wraithguard. Yeah, it was just a bit more bullish. Um, mm. And because of the map that everyone, he was able to kind of play around it. Uh, the Eldar guy was able to play played it really well, it sounds like. Um, yeah, it was a good play. The, um, Alex played like his 17th Necron mirror in ten games or something. I don't know. Just, um, poor guy, just like well, you look down the matrix, and you're like one, 
one. There's the mirror. What do you think, Alex? Go on. First time I met him at the Invitational, Davies Invitational at the start of 10th, he was really energetic and he had loads of life in him. And he just doesn't anymore. No, it's gone. He's a, a shallow husk of a man. With a little goatee <laughs> that's basically the only proof that, that he's still alive is that this hair's grown. Yeah. It is, uh, it, is, it is certainly an interesting facial hair look. I'm loving that. <laughs> um, but no, that was, that was a really interesting pairing. I played into Paul Bridges' um, Thousand Sons, which I played into Jamie Clifford's on the Wednesday. So I had some idea how far it was. I'd scraped to win there, but I could see that potentially it could be quite a hard matchup. But none of us really knew how to play or were that confident into Thousand Sons. We hadn't really experienced it. So I kind of took it on. Mm. Um, which resulted in a loss for me. Um, and we had this interesting moment where, um, so we kind of got timed out. Lewis came over and said, right, what's the score at the end of turn four? Um, so we told him, but, which gave us the narrow win, gave us like a two-point win or something. Um, but then Paul suddenly realised he'd actually allocated my primary for turn five already, so it should have been a bit more of a deficit and a win for him, which made it a draw. So we drew our Sunday morning game 51-49, um, and it actually was completely irrelevant what happened in that game because we all knew who we were playing next, which was, of course, War Masters. Boom. Um, so we were a bit like, oh, because if there was one team we had an even worse matrix into than our fires, it was War Masters. There was, I think there was like two fours in the entirety of it, and it was threes and twos and Alex ones everywhere else. Um, <laughs> but hey. We always got to have a plan, right? And we sorted out quite a tasty plan. And <laughs> they took some bait. Um, so we put down... We kind of worked out what they were going to put down. And they well, they put down CK first, Chaos Knights. And we're like, well, we'll give them Admech. And I can't remember who else. They took the Admech. Mental. Now... That, for those of you who don't know, is an absolutely shocking choice mm. in general because yeah. Admech, like if you go on stat check and look at the wind percentage of Admech into Chaos Knights, it's like they just dominate them. <laughs> but they then picked the um, they picked the Ravine board and they were trying to mitigate ah. Admech. I'm like, why are you trying to mitigate Admech? Just play fair Admech. Like, just it will be an interesting game. And <laughs> You, didn't, you literally just do this to us in the yeah. two or three rounds before. So they <laughs> took this game, they took this and they chose a ravine board and, well, funny enough, it backfired. Who knew? It hurt. Meanwhile, we were, we managed to get our Necrons into the one three on our mate or two on the matrix, yeah. which was Orcs. And we got to choose this board, which is basically hills everywhere apart from the middle. And it was like, <laughs> So cinematic, Alex just whacks. It was like 300, right? <laughs> so, so he put flayed ones in the middle, forward deployed, so that even if he went for a second, the orcs couldn't get fully onto the objective. Yeah. And then so just, just held just it. See of it. <laughs> so good. Just Amazing. Bashed into these next ones. He went, You shall not pass. It's brilliant. And he grabbed the wind there. Meanwhile, um, uh, Johnny's like, um, yeah, so Johnny's dismantling his foe. I've gone to Lee, right, you've got the guard. Okay, we don't know how this goes, but, you know, we think we've got a good chance there. Um, I've got paired into Jack Tight, mm -hmm. friend of the channel, obviously a very, very strong player. CSM, 
but I do, I've never played the matchup before, but I have watched it lots on YouTube, so I might have some idea what I'm doing here. Obviously, we're all a bit concerned about Jack with CSM because he could blow something out. And Scrivo has got power. And yes, I'm like, he does. I'm like, Scrivo, mate, all I need from you is like anything close to a 10 10. Just play super defensive. <laughs> Just don't give anything away. And I think after about 15 minutes, Chris, I've lost my land rager already. No, that was that was that was five minutes in. Yeah, that was the first oh, thing he shot because it was in the only place he could fit. Essentially, oh, Andy just turned around and went, "It's a twenty <laughs> 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 yeah, you put he was on the same board that I played Alex on where it's just like there's just nowhere to hide. Yeah, not, he chose that really. board and he was like, Yeah, I've got a 20 0 everyone else off you go. So we we're like all a bit like oh shit. Um <laughs> sorry. So and it's quite interesting because on next to me is Lee versus Jamie. And after about turn two, Jamie leans into Jack and goes, I'm seriously fucked. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Interesting. Okay, this is uh, this positive. My game's going quite well into Jack, um, and everything else seems to be panning out all right. Anyway, after it's all said and done, um, we ended on a 50-all draw. Oh, Beautiful, poetic. However, Lee Jones, right? Lee Jones comes and goes, well, the thing was, um, I failed two five-inch re-rollable charges. And if I'd done that, it would have been like a 15-5 win for me rather than an 11-9 oh, oh, loss. And it's oh, like, oh, man. So oh, dice be dice, right? But, um, yeah. yeah, like, it, we were obviously they're a really good team. We had a shit matrix into them. So we were really, um, we were really happy with um, kind, of, kind of that showing, like, from a... Personal perspective, I don't think I played particularly well on the Saturday, but you know my game into Jack was definitely one of the best games I've personally played in a very long time because I managed to beat him. And he's obviously a very strong player. Absolutely. Um, and from a, c- a captaining point of view, like we felt like we nailed the pairings. Um, the four other guys were super supportive and um, kind of just played for the team exceptionally well, and it really enforced my um, my love of teams really because it's just such a such a great time. Totally agree. I, in fact, I had a conversation with Johnny just before our final round. He was talking about the Warmasters draw, and he was like, "Well, basically, if we if we can draw with Warmasters, that guarantees that you guys finish first. And I was like, "That's an extremely cute way of looking at yeah, it. Like, that's yeah. like so selfless and and like wider team. So he's not and he's not even like of our team. It was just. I think that's the thing teams brings out there, right? That really kind of collaborative um, spirit. And I mean, you captained it super well, and I think it was. And Johnny also was was a real asset, and everyone played out their skins. So I was super impressed with Legion. I thought it was really, really, really cool to see them smashing it, taking names. And came third, by the way. So third, we've got, yeah, we've got our, um, we've got our podium, middle podium, yeah, podium, exactly. baby. And was there um, another podium for the police? There was, there was actually, yes. Um, Ed, what happened to Alfarius? How did we get on? What was our what was our adventure through this? I fucking smashed it, mate. I fucking smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed. Just smashed everybody. Just oh, won a bunch well, of games. Guess, it was good. I guess, I guess we could talk a little bit about it. I guess we've got time. <laughs> yeah, don't know. go into too much, because obviously we are going to talk about this for another thing. But let's Absolutely. Just, let's just get the contours of it. Um, so I'm probably the, the worst person to talk about this, because <laughs> I am not involved in the pairings decisions. No. I just sit there or stand there on the probably the other side of the table. And <laughs> when Jack asks me a question, I kind of just go, 
do you want, mate? Like, <laughs> you could, you could, you could put me wherever. Um, we we had a bit of a team meeting on the Saturday night after pizza as well, and it was oh. um, it was Tom and Jack and Lee sort of chipping in occasionally. I was kind of just no, sat Lee there like... was falling asleep on a chair. Was what Lee was doing. Like, <laughs> he was trying. He was Lee trying. Was too old to be up uh, after half. I was just kind of there, like. Yeah, like most of my matrix were threes, just like across the board. Turns out that was incredibly wrong. Um, <laughs> and I apologized to Jack in the car. I was like, I'm really sorry for, for causing you more stress. He was like, oh, it's fine because you overperformed. Like, yeah, but it's it's the uh, the bits you don't see, like pairing me into maybe an easier matchup. Where, so it could have gone better elsewhere. But yeah, mm. so round one, we had uh, the Grimdark Garage. Uh, I played against Christina. We had, no, we, we, had, we had 4TK, not Grimdark. Oh, I can't remember names. <laughs> yeah, we never played Grimdark Garage, Poland. which was a shame because they're a strong team. But no, we played 4TK. That's the one. Yes, we played 40K, as I was saying. Uh, in the comments, he got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> and that was, I ended up into Tau, which was like the worst matchup on that matrix. I didn't want Tau at all, um, but it was like, ah, it's fine, whatever. It was quite a dense board. Um, and I managed to deploy everything behind walls. Um, she went first, kind of just chilled where she was. I was like, okay, that makes sense. You don't want to get too aggressive and me come. And cause I'd let her know, you know, the carnivores can move 14 inches through walls. They can like, charge through walls again. So she was very cautious about coming forwards. Um, so I moved up and I staged on this really dense bit of terrain. I gave her one angle she could shoot down. Uh, then turn two, she did the same. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I've won the game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now I just have to get as many points as possible. And that was a 17-3. Like the uh, the crisis brick didn't come out till turn three. Um, and she was saying she was a newer Tau player. Okay, um, so it was just sort of being cautious. And knew keep, knew all the rules, end. like was was on the ball with it, didn't make any mistakes, but just sort of like getting that familiarity in with a, a less common matchup. Um, but she also didn't have any of the like heavy rail weaponry, which is what really scares me as a Chaos Knights player. Yes, so, broadsides, things like that, right? When I came out in turn three and just sort of bum rushed the middle um, and she rolled loads of shots and then things didn't die, I was like, oh, maybe this is why the town matchup seems better <laughs> on the, uh, because people are pay- taking the wrong guns. For me, personally. Yeah, so that was absolutely. good. We had a really nice, solid start to the Saturday there. I think it was like 82 to 18, something along yeah, those lines. I think essentially I just drew with... Harley was playing for that team. Obviously, Harley I've played before, so shout out to him. I think he's in the chat somewhere. Really, really decent Eldar player. Um, had a really good run at LGT. I had played him back when Votan were, were garbage, so I was keen to have another go. Um, and every time I've played Votan Eldar, it's been five ten points in it tops either direction so i was pretty happy that that if we could just neutralize that then we'd be fine and that was exactly how the round went we drew that one and smashed all the other ones um and harley played it really really well and i think in singles terms beat me by like a couple of points it was very very good game on supply drop um but obviously got the 10 10 and that was yeah very very funny uh good use of the incarn solitaire died to overwatch which is my favorite thing love that get in the bin solitaire and the way leaper killed about three sagittar on his own because he is fair and balanced and very mine does nothing mine never even wounds (laughs) (laughs) so harley was using the fate dice for the wound yeah and grenade strap and then you've got enough strap to get all of the because his gun can then just natural roll with a few yeah. mortals on top, and that does it. Oh, too busy using Fuven, mate. <laughs> well, I think you take them both because they're both just—it's ridiculous. But you've just got these characters who just are your anti-tank, just running around, just going. 
so yeah, I mean that was that was the round really. I think it, all the other, the other games were fairly straightforward for everybody. So this was probably our kindest round in terms of it didn't yeah. get it didn't get easier after that because obviously we drew Legion straight after. Chris has already talked about it. I think we're pretty agreed on that. They, they yeah, played, I had they a great time. It very well. <laughs> heard, it, heard it very well, and then we just outmuscled them anyway, just about. But it was it was a very good round. Um, Absolutely, Alex. Yeah, the game with Alex was really fun. Just really silly. Just Necrons just trying to hold on in the face of a frankly unreasonable amount of shooting once Blast gets involved. Um, round, round three. three. What, we had another three? pairing. Uh, oh, we had yeah. six plus plus a Megan, the third yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, we got there. paired down into our other team. So, so yeah, and this was sort of like <laughs> the the nice matchup that we got in the middle of the uh, the very difficult run. Comp- like out of all the teams there, if you looked at like sort of the top four. I think we had to play the other three top teams to, yes. to get to where we did, which was nice. It's it's how you want an event to go. Yes. Um, but yeah, so round three was, um, I feel comfortable saying a little easier. And the reason for that is um, there was some giggling going before we actually got to the matchup. And they were like, <laughs> yeah, we're just going to shuffle the pairing cards. Jack's going to be so, <laughs> so mad. Uh, so that was kind of how that was going there was a not defeatism uh beforehand but it was very much just sort of like we're gonna have i'd a, say an know, acceptance an acceptance yeah there was i think they you know they they were there to have a very fun time they brought much a much more fun spreader lists mm. um and they and we take it far more seriously so i think i think they were they were happy enough with that that was the likely outcome there was a very funny moment obviously jamie was the one who decided to shuffle the cards jamie clifford shout out to him he was their captain the weekend did a great job um omegon are so much fun and uh you would be lucky to pair into them an event because they're a great time he shuffled he shuffled all the cards put down first defender turned it over it was thousand suns which is what his army was he's like no take it back take it back i changed my i don't want to i don't want to shuffle it i don't want to shuffle it i've changed my (laughs) bless him um I got to play against uh, David. Oh, you got Dave, didn't you? Yeah, I had a good time, oh, um, despite it being a horrendous matchup for him. So this was Scrambler Fields, so you can't <laughs> teleport onto objectives. Dave's, um, Dave's playing Knights. Grey Knights. <laughs> uh, it was also, what's the one where you burn the objectives? What's that one called? Scra- no. Scorched, Scorched Earth. Earth. Scorched Earth. So uh, I play primary, and I try and pick up some secondaries where I can. He plays secondaries and he tries to pick up some primary can. So it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, so that match was me going, I'm going to stand on every objective and you're not going to do anything about it. And then turn two, I'm going to burn that objective. Turn three, I'm going to burn the middle objective. I, I didn't burn the, four, the third one. Uh, I was considering it, but he killed me off his own objective because I went for his for the turn four one. Uh, nice. But he killed me well before I got chance to do that. Uh, but yeah, that was lovely. Um, I was a little frazzled by this point. I think most I of think us we were. All were. I think yeah. you played quite well, and I think Paul probably played quite as well as well. But Lee, myself, and Jack all made some stinkers that yeah, round. Yeah, let's talk about Lee. <laughs> well, before we do, let's talk about me. I forgot <laughs> to draw tactical cards in round two. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dave, very Why kindly... Why couldn't you do that in my turn? So, as I, was, uh... as I was saying earlier on, you can actually do that and still max your secondaries, but that's not quite what I meant. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Dave very kindly allowed me to draw them at the end of the turn, and it was two action secondaries. I didn't, you know, there was no, like, I didn't say, oh, you know, could I have done I'd shot everything. I was like, cool, I don't score anything. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm moving yeah, on. that's fine. Um, Get your CP. <laughs> I did bid one off, yeah. yeah was, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to do cleanse. I'm burning these objectives. Get out of here. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was a, a a funny moment. Lee, should we talk about Lee's? Yeah, we should talk about Lee. So Lee, I, obviously, as this was, I haven't captained a, a team at a teams event properly before. I've done it once when we went up to to Element with a four man, but I haven't really been doing it since. Obviously, we've we've kind of up, upskilled on the teams front over the last six months. So this was the first time doing it when you're like aware of all the things you need to be keeping track of. So I have to go around and check and ask everyone how they're doing every round, which I quite enjoy doing. But also, you know what? You know what people hate being asked how their game is going before it's done. People, people really don't like it. You come over, and you go, "How it's going?" And they're like, "I don't know." And then you go on your way. But I went past Lee playing Jamie East, CSM into Deathguard, which he'd been fairly happy about going in. And it's about round turn two, and I'm asking, "How's it going?" And he goes, "Yeah, it should be absolutely fine. Should be good, feeling good." And then at the end of the game, it's a ten ten. He's drawn with Jamie East, ten ten. And so we asked him at dinner, what, what, what happened? You know, you, were, you felt like you're in a good position. Um, CSM, obviously, one of the strongest armies in the game. How did Jamie East manage to claw himself to it to a 10 10? And Lee just forgot to bring his obliterators in from Deep Strike. How many? Six. Six of them. Oh, all six. Okay. Six of yeah. them. Yeah. So that's, um, that's a lot of output that, that, was, was, that was lacking. Um, that meant that Jamie obviously was able to to bully the midboard and take full advantage of the situation. And by the time they realised what had happened, it was you know they'd obviously done all the shooting and got into stuff, so it wasn't wasn't one that they could be taking anything back on. Um, so this, yeah, sorry. Um, is this the same Jamie East that um, on the mission where you can make um, <laughs> yeah uh, the ritual? Is this yeah. the same Jamie East that didn't do that? at all with yes, his opponent and then just one. spent the whole time fighting over the middle of it. That's right. <laughs> to be fair, that benefits Death Guard yeah, pretty heavily. I, uh, <laughs> maybe that's something we need to look into as an option for if we get the yeah. ritual, but I love that. They're like, fuck it. No. They just didn't know. Rituals of a coward. I'm getting, I'm I going mean, in. That's even better was the, the mission uh, in round three where you burn objectives and uh, oh, someone was saying one of the, the players who was newer <laughs> to competitive play burned their own objective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Old strategy, Carlin. It did not pay off for him, uh, yeah. I think we can say. But yeah, yeah, that was great. Then we went and had pizza, had a good we time. Did. We did. I'll, I'll shout out to Kieran as well. I've not played Kieran before from our team. He's a lovely lad and obviously two bane blade don't like grav is the answer it was we we, we had a nice time but it was it was not going to be a game just because two massive tanks that can't hide and a lot of otan anti-tank wasn't a good combo yeah that happened a couple of times to him i know he had issues against uh paul where one and a half of them died to turn one yeah but he um he did win best sport or he tied for best sport and he, and he won best, he won best army with his lovely lovely so it was riveting very it much. was riveting well, i was riveted for sure um what was round four ed round four that was war masters that was it was um, we knew we were gonna have to beat them to take the event that was the one that we were sort yes. of not worried about, but I guess this was the one that I we think, were like. For me, it was them and Legion. Biggest. I was concerned. About oh, them. sure, sure. But I mean, like by this point, we'd already. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. By, by this stage, yes, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was. Yeah, it was. My matrix was horrendous. I think I had one three on here. I think. No, I think I had two, 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 three, three. 
Um, and this was the mission where you get three points for holding a primary objective and you get three additional points if you have a character on a it. A character, And yeah. you can have as many characters on as many objectives as you want. You get one per objective with a character on. Yeah. Now, I didn't <laughs> read mission pack. <laughs> so I was running one... <laughs> Do you know how many sites of power powered up from my characters in that game? None. None. Mm. Um, so we, I, I played against Nick. It was a really lovely chap. We had a really nice, tight, precise game, which is great. I love playing those sorts of games. Um, it, it wasn't like he wasn't arsy. He wasn't like, oh no, you need to do this. He was very particular with his own movement, and mm. I was the same with mine. It was just a great, nice. uh, respectful game. Had a lovely time. Um, and we were talking afterwards, and I said, I just like when I, I put you down as a three, but like this primary i couldn't do anything about because um, my list gives up secondary points for free you expect a good army playing against chaos knights to get 40 um if they've got like ways to deal with your war dogs and then teleport homers because that's easy as easy as shit um and i've got to get 50 on the primary and to try and scrap for as many um points as i can and i just mm. couldn't get the primary i think i got like 25 on primary or something like that yeah um shout out to the the flash kits with captain badrick in my Aren't they god nuts? Aren't they're they nuts? terrifying yeah. i looked at them it's like what and then i saw the re-rolls i was like yeah fine and then he said oh yeah and they've got lethal hits once again i was like oh, okay uh and then he shot me an overwatch i was like oh <laughs> oh uh didn't kill any models in overwatch but made me sweat yeah absolutely they, they're a real like real that. ace in the whole unit yeah. real ace yeah. in the whole unit um, and in, in general, in this round, we'll, we'll talk about it in more detail when we do no iron team, but we, I think, felt like we paired reasonably well. I think as well well as we could have done. Yeah, Paul James was on stop Jack Tight duty. Jack Tight had a nice CSM list. Jack went into Andrew Bourbon in the Tau Mirror. Um, and I, I was paired into Gustav, who was on Chaos Knights. And that this was was quite big in the round because this ended up being quite a heavy defeat for Gustav, who's a lovely guy and a really good player. Um, because they put us on there was a weird board on table one where there's like a sort of fortress in one corner where the terrain's a bit skewed. One one side of it's like quite a dense town. The other side's got like fortress walls with a gate you can open if you're near it. That's quite fun. Um but it was deeply asymmetrical. And I think the plan was put me in on the fortress side so that I didn't have anywhere to hide. And then he'd shoot me to death with Melter. But I won the roll off for the side. So I put him on the fortress side. Um, and then I won the roll off to go first. And then the Chaos Knights spent the whole game in the fortress being shot to shit by Votan, <laughs> who, who were all over the board. Um, and the fact that Gustav and I had actually played a couple of weeks ago in a club game, completely by coincidence, was also quite nice. Cause oh, the Sons of War. Quite, was quite familiar. Yeah, the, the Cambridge War. Yeah, the Cambridge War game. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Gustav took it like an absolute champ, I have to say, because I said we'd been a couple of really tight games where he'd been lovely, and then this was obviously from quite early on. It was it was evident that this was going to be quite big for the round, but he just kept having a great time and being really funny, and, and we just had the best time. So shout out to Gustav, you're a gent, and I look forward to seeing out and about more. And I think that plus something that happened on Paul and Jack Tight's board ultimately <laughs> carried the day here because what happened on the Jack Tight Paul James board was Paul had just picked a table at random it had a big cathedral thingy on it and it turned out that cathedral thingy was allowed to have infantry inside it so it was like the world's greatest biggest magic box ever 
and Paul obviously put 10 Deathwing Terminators inside it, at which point they can then go all sorts of places. Um, and shout out to Jack Tight, actually, because when they realised, neither of them had realised beforehand, and when they realised, um, Paul offered to say, well, let's not play it that way, right? If, if it's going to be too distorting of the matchup. Um, and Jack was like, no, not at all. We, we'll play it as it's dealt. That's that's the rules, and that's how we're going to do it. And obviously, in this, it completely reconfigured how that matchup went, or certainly how Jack thought it went. Um, obviously, Paul's always harder to play than than most people ever think. Like, the Dark Angels are never easy to put away when Paul is the pilot. Um, and he turned that into a 12-8 win instead, which was huge for our round. So I think instead that of the 20-0 that Jack... Instead of the 20-0 that I think Warmasters were anticipating, yeah. So yeah. that that carried us home in the end, those two games. For reference, because you said it's the biggest, um, you know, box that you can hide infantry and people aren't going to understand. It was easily over 12 by 12 inches. Yeah. This thing was massive. It was This huge. is the, the board that I played on turn one. I staged like four... War yeah. dogs behind it. It's like it. a really lovely old, almost cathedral type building. Yeah. But like square, not not um sort of a is it? A, I've I've run out of shapes. It's big it and square. It's it like a point. weird, almost like a hexagon shape. It looked huge. That's what I was thinking. And of, it looked John, almost like you're landing myself on top. Yeah. <laughs> the visual guy has to come in and help. Yeah. <laughs> and so that that's that snuck us past War Masters. I think Lee Church would narrowly beat Jamie Bolcom as well. Um, and that was that was enough. And oh, Jack played at a heroic ten ten draw with Andrew Borden, which is really impressive because Andrew's a fantastic player. That's impossible. So I imagine mm-hmm. they both took homers and bring it down and just looked at each other and booped in the middle and shot shot each other's vehicles and called it a day. But I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see it again. Uh, that was round four. four. Wasn't that it? was round yeah. four. Yeah, in the Tau mirror. Yeah. Yeah, I was stood next to him, and at one point on round two. Um, Jack's opponent just sort of looked at over to myself and Nick and he says, I've realised I'm losing so I full sent it um, so I don't <laughs> think it was at all the uh, the casual relaxed game you're imagining <laughs> I think it was violence I, th- I think they were both sweating the whole time and just not making eye contact I, th- I think so, yeah, it looked yeah. very sort of like full on Yeah, like, it was, it was, was intense, a lot happening. I think they, they were both ch- talking a lot afterwards so I think they both got a lot out of it as, as yeah. fellow tower players, so that's exciting um, cool. numbers and tetras and then we had our final round and at one stage it looked like our own heroic legion were going to take out Sons of War so maybe we weren't going to play Sons of War and I was quite excited for that because obviously Sons of War are quite good so I was like oh we'll take Grimdark Garage instead who are also good to be fair um, but in the end obviously because of the, the, the confusion with scores and stuff it ended up being a draw so we paired into Paul Bridges Sons of War in the final game and they were lovely and this one was relatively straightforward I think i I think it was just little wins across the board, and then Paul and Paul drew in a pull off, as is as is maybe to be anticipated. Um, and so that that took us home, and we won Saffron Slam teams. That was really fun. We had a very very good time, and we we're all, we were all very very chuffed to have managed to put, I guess, a bunch of stuff we've been working on into practice, and that was that was nice. I guess we can we can talk about how that came about to an extent when we get into goal setting in a moment. <laughs> by by far the coolest thing about it was that we got these very cool Lewis mm. had pr- printed these swarm lord trophies so it's like a sort of bust thing but it's got a proper big angry swarm lord on it um we'll get a photo of the trophy that jack has painted gold up on the socials at some point so you can see it because it's, it's very very cool also i do have 
tournament uh, runner approval to put it on a base and run it as a swarm lord at an event <laughs> that uh, Lewis is running. So that may happen. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Yeah. Great. No, it's good. So yeah, we were we were we were super chuffed with that, and it was. As I said the saffron events are amazing. They capture that sort of mix of silly and creative with good, decent but sporting competitive play as well. And I think everyone that we played into really lived up to all those things. They were fun, but they were also very good players. We had a great time. Really, really nice. Right. Well, let's talk goal setting. Let's think about where we've come from and where we are heading. We're going to talk a little bit about where Six Plus Plus is at as a team at the moment and looking ahead to the rest of the edition and the rest of this season. Um, and then we'll think a little bit more about generally about how what what you can do for goal setting, what we've done, where we've that we'd like to go next, and then we'll do some podcast questions. So, Chris, take us through it. Yeah, so um, kind of this will be coming at it from more of the approach of like the com- competition side. Um, we kind of we spoke about like the channel when we have goals and aims and that sort of thing, um, but that's more of a, a year thing, you know, like from January. Whereas this is more a season, UK's TC season. Um, so last year we finished thirteenth. Um, I think we were kind of like eleventh as you hit LGT, um, and we ended up thirteenth. And we kind of set um, we set ourselves the challenge of tenth, um, top ten in the kind of in the country. Um, and it's really important, and there'll be a running theme. I think is it's not kind of. It's, it's about the how, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's um, how are you going to, it's processes, not outcomes. That's the phrase I was thinking of. Um, so, and that's going to be like the fundamental thing here as we talk through both team mm. and individual things. It's how are you going to achieve that? Yes, you can set yourself the goal of a 3-2, a 4-1, a coming in the top 10, but what are you actually going to do to achieve that? Um, and obviously the way you do that is by playing better. <laughs> so in order to play better how do you get better Is it? and um, I think the one of the most awesome things about having like a, a team is that um, you can kind of work together to try and achieve those and try and improve um, each other so yeah. as a team we've kind of as the year has gone on you know we have definitely improved as players um, just from playing more and obviously the probably the single best way of becoming a better player is by playing with people who are better than you. Um, that is almost certainly the single best way of becoming better because you learn from them. Um, and that certainly helps us. We set up our own little kind of um, section called uh, Kick On for those of us who really want to push ourselves. And we meet once a week on kind of TTS and we just play games kind of maybe 2v2 or 1v1 where we just, but we've got lots of people offering advice and talking about how we could go through it. And not only does that help you to kind of spot the silly mistakes and but it enables you to speak through your processes also learn the other armies sometimes i set like little homework where we've had to um learn like other armies or build lists for other armies or in a certain style and then it's just really getting us to think about 40k in a different way yeah and those processes are enabling us to um try and hit our goals and so therefore we were able to achieve um 10th um, we did. I think in the end. Um, so we we've did. got our top 10 and, you know, you look down at the the other teams who are like below you or above you and, you know, you're like, wow, we're competing against these sorts of teams. And that wasn't even with a with an incredible set of 10 results, to be fair. I mean, no. we've got, like, there's some RTTs in there, wins and stuff. So 
there's definitely room for improvement. Like as we hit the end of that season, like we were quite a few of us were consistently hitting four ones um, or five O's at smaller events. And that's kind of where we feel we are kind of now um, at that stage. So that'll be, so as we kind of hit this new season, obviously we believe Zach is changing the um, the team rankings. Um, if you go on the website, it says team rankings coming February 2024. So presumably that means he's thinking might well be just for um, the UKTC team events. Could be. Um, could be. We don't know for certain. It'd be a shame because we did just come first and third at a yeah, team Yeah, that'd event. be really so annoying if that doesn't count. If really. you're listening, <laughs> you could open up to all team events. That would be appreciated. Um, but so for us, like in terms of the processes, um, it's going to be very much that kind of that aspect of how can we push each other on. Um, I think I, for me personally, I think I'd like us to have more practice weekends in person. Yeah. TTS is all well and good. But I know for while I play way shitter on it than I do in real life. <laughs> that's, um, that's a polite way of putting it. And um, yeah, I, it's important not to see it as a substitute for yeah, real yeah. games, right? It's, it's more, of, it's more of a nice extra that does an important job, but it's not. Yeah, it gives you a chance to like try out some lists or such. But I could never play competitive games at all on there. Um, so I quite like us to get, even if it's just a day, you know, just like having those sorts of things and just. But it's all about constructive practice, um, you know, and we've spoken about this on various other videos and podcasts before about how if you want to try and improve just playing a general sort of half-assed competitive game with your mate doesn't really achieve anything no. in terms of, oh, yeah, I hope you to learn your rules a bit better and maybe what your opponent's going to be thinking. But that who cares what happens in that game, right? What you want to be doing is taking away really useful information from exactly that. that. Um, process rather than outcome what time. was the you know ah, you know like the take backs and oh well you know well this is probably just ended the game so we'll go back and we'll kind of do this thing differently and we'll see what happens and it's it's really really hard to do but it's about leaving your ego at the door right yes. we, we all want to play and beat our mates right like it's as simple as that and it's and then go so, and whatsapp and tell everyone we beat our mates yeah exactly. <laughs> it's so easy all to i have to that oh well we started off quite friendly but this is turn yeah. three and ooh, <laughs> so i've gone in in here um mm. but actually like that's not achieving anything in the long run no. um and if you want yourself to get better as a player then you want your opponent to be doing the best thing that they can to make it harder for you so that you in the future will know how to adapt to those situations completely um so yeah so as a team um in terms of our goal setting we're obviously looking to maintain that top 10 if that's an option um but i think you would see it from our individual players i feel like as a team in the competitive uktc scene we are getting a bit more recognizable now Definitely. obviously in the last um teams event the big um one at northampton we got to the semi-finals um i'm not you know and i'm not going to say well, if we don't get to the semi-finals of the ITT, then it's been a failure because you know you don't measure it by how you do in no. one particular event. Because as we've said before, there's so many va- um, variables for particular one-off events. Like we could just hit Team England round one. Yeah, of course. Then it's well, like, then we oh, just have to beat them. Then we just have to beat them easy, <laughs> and mate. And once we beat them, yeah, then, then we we'll beat Team Poland. 
Yeah, but I think I think with with teams coming at it again from that process angle, we have done a bunch of things that make us better at teams. As again, I think yeah. Saffron has just demonstrated. Right, we we think in terms of matrices now. We've watched and listened to a bunch of the international players over kind of WTC and soaked up a lot from that. We have played multiple teams events with a good squad of people as well, and I think all of that learning adds up and counts, right? And we want to just keep doing that. Absolutely. So um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of us as a team. You know, we pride ourselves on being fun to play against. Um, we have players in our team. We know not all. There's like over twenty of us, right? Not all of us are kind of interested in trying to push ourselves. We just right. some of us just want to have a good time and play forty k. And um, whenever you know, we've got the February teams. We've got tickets go on sale for the may teams yeah. um on friday we've just done sign up for that we've already hit 15 people um and a bunch of those are kind of like the more fun time players so they're still loving their their um, teams events and stuff so we're we're covering the broad thing and that's always actually one of my main priorities you know six plus plus started from a yeah. group of friends who um were just having a good time and i would always want us to be representing all aspects of the kind of the competitive scene be it trying to push ourselves um, as high as we can Completely. and also just having a great time and I'd never want to lose that. So the goal will be over this season to, yeah, absolutely try and push ourselves and be successful as a team, but make sure that we still make those players in the team who want to just throw dice, have fun and socialise, they're still feeling part of the team and having a good time as well. Yeah, 100%. And again, if you want an example of that, Chris, for this weekend was like, I want a captain legion. I want to make sure that we've got people who understand you know, pairings and matrix and all that stuff spread out across the teams and give everyone um, decent support and, and back, the, back the players up and then captains lead into third place. So it's just, it's that in action, right? It's it's making sure everyone's everyone's getting involved and everyone's being looked after as well as a big kind of dysfunctional family as we <laughs> as we kind of are. So dysfunctional. <laughs> it's so dysfunctional, it's unreal, but it, it bobs along. Jamie East has been texting me about Votan all day, by the way. Like, nice. all day. He's been, he's been building Votan constantly. What a hero. He's incredibly excited. All of his so. Death Guard is here. <laughs> well, have you yeah. and repainted it all? Votan are just range Death Guard. Yeah. But yeah. you know what's good in 10th edition? Range. And also Death, death Guard. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Let's, um, that's, that's the team. And obviously, yeah, I think exactly what metrics for teams progress will we will see what what zach gives us but we definitely want to continue to be visible and, and involved and contesting especially locally like we're at a level where we contest very high up when we play locally and that's great we'll keep doing that um and we'll we'll try and make as much of a splash as we can on the wider circuit as well but let's think about i guess goal setting and achieving goals at the level of an individual player in this game um and i guess if we chris has already given us one important piece of advice with thinking about processes and how you get there and what you do to get there rather than what it you know rather than getting over focused on what it is what sort of end goal or end measurement you might want um have you guys got any other tips any other sort of positives or negatives to think about john do you want to go so when i got back into going to tournaments at the tail end of ninth my biggest frustration and weakness was i'd go to a tournament and i'd not played the matchup so Mm. i went to it completely unprepared first time i went into world eaters i went I just won't go too far forward. I'll go forward a little bit and got absolutely stomped. And I felt very frustrated that I'd got quite a close game that kind of drifted away from me purely because I didn't have the prep. So coming into 10th edition, it was kind of like, right, clean slate, 
I can do some practice. We were doing kick on as part of um, the prep for LGT. Yeah. So I just went, I'm going to try to do as many of the matchups as possible and just get that experience in. So I was do as well as kind of finding people I knew that had the armies. I also went to RTTs mm-hmm. because it was a way of getting three quick games in new people, new armies, a bit unusual. So gave me the, the kind of that, that knowledge. And for me, I found having that gave me kind of a good up that then, for instance, this weekend, my matrix then could be accurate data because I knew mm. what the matchups would be like. And then also how to build to kind of deal with them. Cause I still try to make my lists a little bit more me, but with the good yeah. stuff and being able to not compromise too much makes it a more rewarding game for me as well. So I think Definitely. having that whole playing each of the different matchups, if I can, I don't think it's necessarily that practical, but at least trying to, or I just think like... as a goal, I think yeah. it's a really, it's, it's a process you can always be working on because the nature of the game is that the armies you need to play into basically changes all the time. The, yeah. the set of things that are out there changes all the time. That's one of the things we love about the game, but it's also exhausting. So you almost need to be staying on that treadmill and making sure if yeah. you want to be performing at a higher level, you need to know the matchups and the lists and what's popular and what, what people around you are trying. So I think that's a really positive thing to be doing. We got any other thoughts on this, guys? I guess know what sort of goals you can work towards would be my yeah. point. Um, so for me, having like a... It, this isn't going to work for everyone. Some people will want more ephemeral goals, just sort of like, I want to be better in this regard. Um, but for me, when I got back into the hobby for LGT, I guess it was three years ago now, that was great had a good time there went three two and i was like cool i'm gonna play more of this uh and sort of like a month or two in after that i was like okay i'm doing pretty well i went on a string of tournaments where i was going to one every two weeks i was really getting the reps in i was like i want to see if i can be i think it was something like top 50 in the country and then ended the season around there i don't remember the exact but it was something around there i was really happy with that so i was like okay so i've got to set a goal for myself and i was like okay so i'm going to aim to be top 100 globally uh for my next year and then i was just outside of that but you know again really happy with that Hmm. then coming into this year i was like oh i'm going to be doing some content and then there's a new edition coming out and i want to play more things that'll you know i want to improve as a player and play you know different things uh and just kind of didn't set any real goals and just Hmm. haven't done anything uh it doesn't help that i've you know i've been vocal about how little i've enjoyed 10th at the start of it um i think i think it's the game significantly better now i'm Hmm. enjoying a lot more that's good to hear but uh, yeah, I've typically set my goals on the basis of uh, an ITC season. So, you know, the uh, end of January to the end of January. This time round, I've kind of renewed interest at the start of a UKTC season. So I should probably set some commitments. What commitment should I go for? What do we reckon? <laughs> is there is there a faction takes your fancy? I guess that's always one angle you can look at it from. Is oh no, 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 no! I don't, I don't, I think, and uh, I, I don't think personally for me the faction rankings are worth anything other than <laughs> feeling smug about playing it. Like there are like the top if you're like the the best or the second best, yes. But in my first year of coming back, like. It was uh, Jack Tight was number one in Orcs, and then me and uh, Paul Martin were like chasing him for the number two spot, and I fell off a bit at the end. But like that was the first time I'd played competitive Warhammer ever, mm. so like that's kind of set my view on 
kind of anyone can get the like you know third fourth fifth rankings on a faction unless it's you know nids or you, whatever you might be luckier competes. than you know it hmm. well, i don't want to give everyone cam i want to be good yeah um so i i don't value the faction rankings at all personally Uh, i'll be honest i don't really value the um the like uk rankings um so yeah he's he's very hipster i might actually just mute him and ask someone (laughs) none of this is any fucking use for anybody it's yeah it's not to say you shouldn't but like back to my point you've got to find what motivates you that is true so that's that's a very interesting let's get to the heart of you ed what does motivate you glory well be the best in the world be the best the very best like no one ever was was. there is there is a weird temptation with that though right like if you're chasing being good at a specific faction and then you're not in love with playing the faction Mm. you're then doing it for the wrong reasons and i did it for a year where i played orcs for a whole season and by the end of it i was exhausted yeah oh yeah i i do get that i think don't do that the thing i think that's absolutely one side to it and i think the other side to it is that chasing those kinds of faction things also gives you a reason to be playing it outside of just when it happens to be at, at its peak right it's, yeah. it's a it's an excuse to play it at other points it's it's a nice reason to get multiple events in with one faction and helps you bed in whilst you're collecting something or learning an army um so it's it's like, nice like as a backdrop to that like votan which i absolutely, <laughs> absolutely will be chasing and seeing where i can get up to absolutely um because that's a good that's a good fun time so ed the, the very best yeah, but like I'm obviously not going to achieve that in a year, and um, I'm not as <laughs> good as I was this time last year. Just realistically, yeah. like I was, I think I was at a really good level last year, um, and mm. I've just not been getting the reps in. Like this ITC season from last February, I've only gone to five events. My sixth score is an event that I dropped out of. <laughs> oh wow! And so did his what camera apparently. There we go. Trying to achieve uh last year so yeah i guess this um uktc season it'll just be a case of um i don't know let's go for top 50 again but then actually pick it up for the itc season when that comes around next year it's probably my goal that sounds great yeah i think that'd be good it's certainly very doable um and what are you going to do towards that just go to a bunch of events is that the plan oh just win the ones i go to yeah, yeah, just win all the ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, based off, of, based off of this weekend, that's achievable. So yeah, it's, I've got like I'm really finding it difficult to schedule in events this year, unfortunately, because I've got lots of stuff going on outside mm. of 40k. But um, yeah. no, no real life stuff. Uh-huh. It's um, tapped out. <laughs> we, um, so yeah, I'm going to try to get through one or two events this year which will probably be like a small gt and a, an rtt Lovely. um so the, the first step will be just win both of those if i can yep and um Actually. well i mean like if you go into a 25 30 man gt and you you're aiming to be like top 100 in the world um i'm not saying i'm there now but if that's the aim you've got to be winning these events and then you've got to try and scale it up to do either five o's at big events or try and win those as well which is mm-hmm. definitely outside of my uh reach at the moment but there's no reason it should be you know, in six yeah, months' time. Absolutely. absolutely. And are you going to focus on particular factions or just see what takes your fancy? Depends. Uh, I can't play something that bores me, but I don't want to play anything that's bad. Um, <laughs> so I, I like fair. the middle ground. I like like the third best army. Like I really enjoyed the orc buggy list when it was really oppressive, yeah, but there were two armies that were good. worse of it than it. So uh, that was a good time. So I've got yeah. to find whatever that faction it's is. It's finding that meta spot, isn't it? Mm. And I do think, I mean, this is if, if you are listening and you're interested in sort of pushing and trying to do well across 
a chunk of time, the start of an edition is a very good time to do it because you can have a very real grasp on what is out there in terms of the army rules, in terms of the books coming out. And you, you're not coming in when there's already like 20 books there and you're trying to work out what the hell's going on. Obviously, you've got the indexes, but they are fairly simple in terms of how much is actually going on in them. It's six strats and some rules, right, amidst the units. So it's a very nice time to like get on that wheel and start just following the books as they come out, following what's good, figuring out how you deal with and adapt and play into those different things and kind of carrying on. That's exactly what we're doing behind the scenes with Kick-On. One of the things we do there is when a new book is out, we get some people who know it well to go and start figuring out what's going on in it and, and solving it. And um, the, the NID players did this really well. And the Space Marines players are all sat on their asses, not bothering to do it. But I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to videos I'm gonna, instead. Unfortunately, I'm going to kick them, and make, <laughs> kick them, and make them do it. Because yeah. uh, we're just monetizing it, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, monetizing. Yeah. Absolutely. Scovo, how about you, mate? What are your kind of goals looking forward? Um, so for me, it's about maintaining that kind of level of preparation for events, mm-hmm. and towards the end of kind of leading into LGT, I was like, I want a positive win ratio, and I was really fixated on that. Mm-hmm. probably not the healthiest thing to expect especially with the way that my space realists tend to work mm-hmm. they tend to be quite drawy and lgt i think one of my games i lost by 11 points everything else was within kind of the parameters of a low or high kind of draw mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in sort of wtc teams format so like two points wins two points losses yeah i think the so I shouldn't be worried about that. It's yeah. I should be looking at where I'm scoring, how I'm scoring, and all, all of them are high losses. Like I was in sort of my sixties. Like my um, my draw was 81, uh, 88, 88 into Chaos mm-hmm. Demons. Yeah, that's bonkers as a result. I've never had a draw that's that close. It's normally because it's been a time problem. So to me, I was like, <laughs> right, I need to fixate on what I can impact, and that's actually quite healthy, rather than just yeah. I want to be a four-one player because yeah, it'd be lovely. But if it lines up, great. But the reality is, round two, I'm going to end up going into Ed, and <laughs> I'm going to ruin my score. So it can be fine. And it's, but... and it's something that you and I had talked about, right? Which is again, it's yeah. that process thing. I think we talked about it a while ago. It's like make yourself hard to beat. Start yeah. there. Start with yeah. lists and armies that are very tough to put away. You're always going to get a certain amount of points. You're really making them have to work. Yeah. And I think your Dark Angels list over the last few years have really done that. Yeah. Um, uh, and know, sticking really to them nice suited me. I don't think it will suit everyone. But the fact that I've just gone right, I'm focusing on this army refining it iterating it and then by the time the books come out i'm like cool i've got a foundation that i can then grow from which is yeah. fa- it's fantastic and that's, that's so. a choice you've made right because you've had other yeah. factions that have caught your eye but you've decided because yeah. i feel like i'm making progress with dark angels i'm going to keep at it and keep seeing where i can go yeah because being a, a jack of all trades that can play each of the games okay was not rewarding mm. in eighth edition to me i'm past that i yep. want to have rewarding games yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think new book is out now, and you'll get your Dark Angels book. So hopefully, lots of opportunities. Yeah, to, got till to March to on. master this, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How about yourself, Chris? What, what do you think about in terms of goals? Um, so I, I, my success um, over the last few months has been ably supported by um, Index Eldari. <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, it's actually the second sponsored half, by <laughs> yeah the second half of the UKT season has been um, Eldar smashing everyone um, in tenth edition events. So um, I've been on a pretty good run, kind of like in terms of your four ones, five O's. Um, 
But for me, it's about, I would definitely say over the last year, I've kind of like improved as a player, but it's mm-hmm. for me, it's the consistency yeah. that um, I feel can be lacking. Like if I was to compare how I played game one at the weekend to how I played against Jack, like if I was able to play like how I did against Jack consistently, then I would feel in a lot happier of a place to be able to take on kind of like the more top end um, kind of like players and also mm-hmm. just win those middle ground games consistently no matter what my faction um obviously elder have been really strong and that has kind of just pulled me through even when i haven't played particularly well you've still got that to fall back on you won't always have that to fall back on Hmm. um so for me it's very much about being happy in myself the way i can kind of measure it in is in a you know, when you have those rounds and your opponent starts moving and you're like, oh, shit, they can do this now. Um, that's happened less and less. Like, or, oh, that's I've kind of done this. And that's like kind of the way I kind of measure it. Um, I'm still not at that stage where I'd like to be in terms of like being able to predict a few turns ahead, maybe picking up an overall game plan for the matchup on enacting it on the table. I can still be a bit responsive um, and that sort of thing. Um, and that obviously just comes from, I think, when you're practicing, having those clear steps to be thinking about each turn and trying to, because when you're in an event, like I was like, right, at this team's event, I'm really going to be trying to um, predict my score at the end of every turn, being like making sure I'm paying attention to primary and secondary. Did I fuck? I was too busy thinking about my teammates and the matrix mm. and just trying to play through my game. Like I game into Jack's towel. I was still deploying homes with my Wavy per turn five when I'd maxed my secondaries turn three. I wasn't paying. This is it. You need I to watch play your cards, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't getting my score down on my um, app and just like properly analyzing it the way I should have been. I do do that sometimes. I just don't do it consistently because yeah. um, I'm just like too just playing the game. Um, so I think um, for me, it's about that trying to improve that consistency of play um, which comes from practicing I don't get to practice as much as I like and I loathe TTS um, so it's trying to find that middle ground there mm-hmm. um, obviously you know I've, I've got a select few factions I enjoy kind of playing I was very fortunate I just started collecting Admech they're broken as fuck then um, I kind of played because had the Custodes army for when they were really good and then I switched to Harlequins just after the Void Weave played all the way through with them until they were blitzed and then I played Junari, which was really good fun because I was on the elf train, I carried on the elf train, it just so happened they were really strong. Yep. So we're at the stage now where I mean I must admit there were one or two games over the weekend where I was a bit bored, especially when I took fixed. Um as soon as I took fixed and deploying behind enemy lines, it was like, all right, so my plan for this one turn is make sure I've got a unit in your deployment zone. Cool, how am I gonna enact to that? And it was just a bit like this isn't really fun. And yeah. maybe part of the reason I played a bit better into Jack was because I did go tactical, mm. um, just because it just offered a bit more of a challenge. But I, I've got a bit bored of the Elder. So, you know, as we know, I'm building up the Grey Knights at the moment, um, and we're going to see what happens. I mean, you've got to imagine Eldar are going to get hit pretty fucking hard from January. Um, and so it would, at the same time, um, Necrons and Admech, my two of my armies, um, would have just got books. 
I've been building the Grey Knights. So my goal really is kind of feeling like I'm probably going to pick one of those factions and stick from January and stick with them through till um, the end of the season and try and aim for top three um, in that particular like kind of faction. Yeah, that's a good goal. Um, and like yeah, Ed's absolutely right. Like the faction rankings can have huge issues simply because sometimes you just go oh this faction was the flavor of like paul struggled with this with dark oh, angels right yeah, yeah. Like, or, or dark. it was awful yeah because oh man he's won all these events with dark angels cool so i can't it, it absolutely it. fucked me with gsc this year as well where i was having a great time with gsc and then they got a little bit too good and it was like okay now i'm sharing yeah. it with some very very good names exactly. that's the way yeah. it goes yeah and you, you kind of so you couldn't ever set yourself the goal of kind of like, well, i'll be number one because like you don't know what's coming but for me it's beyond your control like top three would imply that I have played consistently well with the faction, um, be it Grey Knights. Um, I would imagine the only way Admech would get highly competitive is if they're broken, because um, no one just picks up and plays Admech really. They've got a very small <laughs> player base. Um, I wonder if it's something to do with the massive fucking cost. It's an expensive <laughs> army to run, yeah. Um, Necron's obviously got a huge player base. They must admit they don't particularly appeal to me unless they're a flying gun line, which I can't imagine will happen. Um, so, yeah, I imagine it would be Grey Knights for me. Um, yeah. But we will see. Um, we will see. But, yeah, for me... As Grey Knights feel like one of those ones where it's like you're not going to win any games just by turning up. You will just have to play it well. To you got to play your ass off. Which is, um, if you are feeling a bit bored, is quite an exciting place to put yourself in, right? I kind of feel like you're where I was at the end of like this time last year when I just played a load of Tyranids. Mm. Um, and you yeah, just I had go, it like, post Dracar as well. This kind of just played itself. Yeah. Like, and I didn't make mistakes. You do the same but... things over and over. Yeah. And you're like, yep, yeah, okay, cool. And sometimes it, nearly all the time it works, and sometimes yeah. it doesn't quite work. And I think it's good to have runs on those kinds of armies because you kind of get up in the high places and you remind yourself that you you can hang up there and you can play play well and, and do whatever and then it, but then after a while you're like oh i want to try something different and, and sort of discover something i guess prove to myself that it's me and it's not yeah. the, uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the elder even though it obviously is you you know the army will be a factor but plenty of people face plant with good armies we've all seen it um so it's absolutely doable now that's exciting man i mean it'd be really interesting and that's another thing if you are goal setting it's at the start of an edition, an edition is a wild ride. And Tropic Tyranny, by the way, glad you're here. Best name in our chat at all times. Love it. Um, has GW finally stopped Codex Power Creep? Well, we will see. It's so, always a bit quiet at the start. So always remember looks what okay. happened last, last edition? Always looks okay at the start. Remember the ninth edition nutty. Space Marines book? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, no. it's a whirlwind of change, mate. Yeah. So... That's one of the things at the moment. The <laughs> landscape is lovely, and that means you can kind of run whatever you like, which is very nice. And that's I love those moments where it's like it doesn't matter what army you take out of a whole bunch because you can compete pretty reasonably with most things. Not Death Guard, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what will happen inevitably is that at some point across the edition, some books will be more out of whack than others, and the meta will shift, and you'll have moments where certain things are very dominant. Um, if those are armies you play or you like or armies you're interested in getting into, there are opportunities there. Um, if they're not, then there are maybe times to take a downtime or relax or do something else and not worry about it as well. Um, but editions are very up and down. And I think with your goals, you need to kind of allow for that, allow that sometimes there might be whole, you know, three or four months where the game is in a very bizarre state because of a particular book or a particular situation. I think it that. might be less of a thing this time, though, because you they're reckon? not changing the data sheets. So there's less failure. Points. I I'm hopeful. 
I'm yeah. hopeful because actually one of the things I always felt w- when we got the indexes was that if you ignore the four or five that were crazy, yeah, the rest were all pretty sensibly handled, and the data definitely reflects that right now. Mm. You know, it looks it's it really does considering how many indexes dropped at once. Once you bring in those top set. It's not too bad. Once you have multiple balance changes, um, the game's not bad. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Once absolutely. they've had multiple chances to fix their fuck yeah, ups. Absolutely. But again, it's only three months, however long we've been doing it. Yeah. Not long at all. But the um, the ninth codexes, they very much dropped and felt like they were written in a different kind of bracket to then the next wave. Yeah. These because of the indexes. It, we could be getting them slightly that's, out of that's order what's as well. Interesting so maybe is there's how that much kind of, of the indexes because the first few, yeah, the index has basically been replicated. Yeah, will that stay the same? Will that stay the same for for Jakari players around the world? I hope to God not, but we will we will see. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of similar. I think goal wise, I'd like to. I don't have any books for armies I love coming out until probably Chaos Space Marines. So that's ages away. So I've got some flesh terrors if I want to play with the Marines book, but it's it's kind of like dabble and keep playing and and contesting. Votan are good right now, so I can happily finish that collection and have fun with it whilst also doing all right. And I think we'd like to just keep competing. I'd like to keep playing into as good players as I possibly can as often as I can because I really enjoy that and that's how I learn. And then just doing all the same things I have been doing to make sure I understand the game as well as I can, really, I think. Um, Maybe I should play Custodes. Me? No, maybe I should. I mean, just, you can if you just want. To prove everyone wrong. Yeah, I, MSU, MSU custodies. Yeah. <laughs> Three man units. Of Terminators, yeah. Uh, I hope they take like 150 points off the bike squads and then you can just go absolutely mental with. I would. We spoke about this last time, didn't we? They could literally be 50 points a model and you're still like. No, no, I don't. no, at 50 points a model, you 100% do. If like, you're shoving like five buddy, of them down their buddy, face. They're, yeah. they're basic, buddy, they're, they're shield guard. Um, they've got lance, and they you put a captain in there, they move in your opponent's turn. Like, yeah, that's pretty I'm funny. taking them at 50 points a model. Yeah, yeah. Maybe make them the unit size change, because isn't it capped to three at the moment? You got really I don't care. Down to three. I want to play them as you. <laughs> See, I joked to Lee Jones earlier that I've got a set of three of them sat there on sprue, and no one's going to want them. So no. I want Games Watch to prove me wrong. Yeah. Well, they just need to tweak the points. The rules on them are fundamentally good, apart from being really glass cannon. But if they're cheap enough, like I'm fucking running two of those and a captain twice, and I'm just going to go, oh, you've mispositioned? Cool. Here I come, 30 inches. Uh... All around the terrain. <laughs> And, like, everywhere. <laughs> I, I, I know Chaos Knights can walk through walls, but that's only two of my 13 models. Like, this whole moving around terrain thing, I think, is overblown. Um, and that's, like... Says I, the man I, that spent a weekend doing it. No, no, I, like, that's what I've literally just said. I can move two models out of the 13 yeah. through yeah. walls. Um, you just have to accept that there are slight funnels. But if you're moving 12 inches, like, you can go around terrain pretty acceptably. It's yeah. uh, and now you can move over your own models as well. It's I don't think like it sucks compared to what it was. I'm not denying that, but I think it's not too bad. I'm all right with it. Yeah, it's okay. I think it's been all right so far. I've not played enough Jakari to know how, quite how bad it's got, but um, I quite like excited tiles for moving around buildings because they're so tiny. You just go boop, boop, huh. nice and easy. I mean, that's our. I think that's all we have to say on goals. Really, I think 
I feel like we've got a whole nice bunch of processes in place within our team that we all kind of encourage each other and make each other better on a daily basis, really. And it's just going to be a case of carrying that on. It has felt like we've all jumped into 10th from a pretty strong start point, so that's quite nice. And just have to kind of keep keep pushing and see. The more goes around of this crazy wheel you do, the more the more you understand it and can, can manage it to some extent. Right, let's address some podcast questions and then we'll all call it a day. So if you have any further questions for us, do chuck them in chat. If there's any I missed, guys, please do feel free uh, to dig them out. So... Oh, we did have one here. Um, Hick dead. Ed, why do people who cut keys mend shoes? Because there's not enough work going around for both of those. (laughs) I'm sorry, mate. I haven't got a strong opinion on this one. Um, (laughs) Growing growing up in the UK, it's just something that you sort of think is normal. Uh, It might not be in the rest of the world, but you're just like... He's from Manchester, that's that's why. To him, that's quite exciting. Oh, him, all right. I see. Um, existence UK Tom that uh, leaves a Votan Battle Force for Xmas looks tasty to start an army with. Rock and Stone episode three. When? Um, so yes, buy that box if you want to play Votan. Um, probably buy two of those boxes because that's twenty Hearthguard. It's two Land Forces, two Sagittars. It's a couple of the champs, a couple of Grimnirs, which you may or may not use as much. Um, but it's it's solid. It's a re- it's, there's, it's all killer, no filler. And it will combo really, really well with the start collecting that's out there with all the warriors yeah. and the bikes and the berserks. So you can basically get the entire army I'm currently sat on together for probably less than I spent. So go and do it. You can get the and entire fun time to play Votan. I assume Votan might take a little hit at Christmas, but nothing that's going to kill them, I wouldn't think. Because they're not... They're not that bad. They're, Do you think it's going to be points? I think, yeah, I think probably just the, the points. I'd say the, right, the right? points on the Sagittar, I think that's about the only thing that looks a bit silly. Um, 100 point toughness, 10 little vehicle might be a bit much, but we'll see. With, a, th- with good guns. Yeah, decent guns. Definitely yeah. decent guns. But um, obviously I'd, I'd say don't change them at all, but I would say that I think you have to always have an eye on if they're doing well and then you take other stuff down, that might be an issue, but Let's see how they're sat after a couple more months because it's still just in that kind of is it bad, is it not kind of zone. It definitely feels very strong when I play it. And um, uh, to answer the actual question, uh, Rock and Stone episode three when? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's That'll be next week and it's going to be a tier list. We're doing a Votan oh, units nice. tier list. It's going to be the would you like me to find you a box Votan tier list. Cannot wait. Very excited. Um, Jake and James are well up for it um, and me and Jake are actually sounding out a GT to take Votan 2 together and do a little rock and stone vlog of our tournament um, we'll probably go later in the year probably the Toys of Mass Destruction GT that's, Are you uh, going to get a, a, a shirt with just rock on it and him to get one that just says stone on it? Yeah, potentially. potentially. That, that yeah. needs to happen. Or just seven dwarves outfits, something like that. You know, that'd be good. Please just go with <laughs> seven dwarves Which one would you go as? Uh, which one would I be? Dopey. Another, uh, that uh, one? Dopey. Oh, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't know. The name's Tom. That's my excuse. I think Dopey probably is about right, though, to be fair. And what um, else is this? Jake's, Jake's bashful. <laughs> oh, he is bashful as well. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm just being all flirty. With yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so right. He actually wants that's to play so for right. us in a team's event. Jake does. Does he? Yeah, does he? He just, he just, he's collecting jerseys, that's yeah, all. He just wants a shirt, doesn't he? Ah, uh, okay. He's, oh, he's Thanos them. 
So I want to see if Zach will let us run a team of all Votan players and just see how far. <laughs> just, just, see, just see, just see how. We'll promise we won't win. We just want to see how far sure. we can go with it. Just go back to that event that had two Imperial Knight players. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was less funny. Um, <laughs> out of the out of the podcast questions, and do Chris do keep fishing if we see that's any others. I've answered the rest in chat. Uh, we've got. Yeah. Oh, we have one about practice and prep for tournaments there's no substitute for playing games but what are other ways you can prep for tournaments i watch a lot of comp content print the maps out plan deployment try to study lists and learn data sheets are there any other ways to supplement actual game time i mean that sounds very comprehensive to me well i answered it with, oh, did you? Um, with a video with the link because i did oh yes you did um i did a video called a guide to preparing for and playing in warhammer 40k tournaments and um, it's gone down a hoot. It's got, I was reading, reading the comments. For, I've nailed it. Uh, but no, I, I, did a, I did a very in-depth discussion on kind of the different ways you can practice, which we kind of spoke about today and stuff, mm. and um, on, as well as just like working out what to take and equipment and all that crap. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you want to know how to prepare for and play in a Warhammer 40K tournament, be sure to check that video out. It will be Absolutely. somewhere on one of our playlists somewhere. Lovely. Um, and then Ultimate Funk, who's always trouble. Oh, God. So after the success of my thought experiment around preferred play styles, I'm back with another big theoretical question about 40k. 40k factions as biscuits? Question mark. Nice. I approve of that question. Good question. Um, Emperor's Children, Pink Wafer. Not anywhere near decadent enough. <laughs> um, or, or, pink. Orcs, orcs, orcs are hobnobs. Okay. Yeah, think, oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. I think ultramarines are the digestive because that's like the yeah, plain boring abs- one. Yeah. Not, not a digestive. That's far too exciting. No, no. Um, they're like a nice the... biscuit, nice biscuit or something. They're one of those really boring uh, ones. Rich tea. Yeah. Rich oh, tea, rich tea. Yeah, that's it. It's bland. Empress chosen. They're the soggy biscuit. <laughs> this is all so, going so well. So we, yeah. know, what, we know what custodies are because that's Ugh. that's been done to death. Yeah, that was my one time I, I went viral on Reddit. They custard creams, mate. Oh, I went course. viral on Reddit yes. for that. Yeah, of, course. <laughs> of course, they are. Yeah, got the t-shirt and everything. <sighs> what biscuit would League of Votan be? Garibaldi. It, they're stodgy with a bit of fruit to them. They're All really right. hard to chew. Sure. Yeah, I feel like you get those like chocolate selection ones where they're quite tough to bite down, and I feel like that might be quite. That's quite votan. You want to watch, they, watch your teeth they... doing down. <laughs> um... Necrons are just a pack of any cheap biscuit that comes in large quantity, because every time you think you finish the packet, there's still more. Poundland saber yeah. selection. Yeah, like bourbon. Somehow two pounds, despite Gene it being from Poundland. Votan down as ginger nut. I completely agree. That's exactly the kind of thing. I was like, that, that sort of thing where you're like, you're biting, yeah, and you're like, crunchy. am I going to hurt myself? <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that kind of slightly tough, obnoxious ah, kind of feeling. That's a very good one. Well done. Um, great. Okay. Unless anyone else has any other biscuits they want to contribute, we might move that one along. Thank you, as ever, Ultimate Funk, for your philosophical <laughs> leanings. Um, and then the chat start talking amongst themselves. But then it goes to just make stuff. It's got one. Yes. How does the team's balance differ from the singles balance? It feels to me like singles is still somewhat skewed to particular factions. 
whereas the balanced data slates have had a bigger impact on creating a balanced team's landscape? Or am I wrong? Who wants to field this? Yeah, it's if you look at the percentages, it's there's enough factions that can beat each other in this rock, paper, scissors world that teams is therefore interesting. Like you go, you can, you can compare it to how bad it was what, a year or two ago, where we went to a teams event where Zach had stupidly decided to make it just win loss. And it was every team had Harlequins, Custodies, and Tau. It was the worst and it thing was in the world. Like, who just make sure those three armies somehow win the three games and you win the round. And it was just yeah. like, it was pointless. Like every, And I mean, it's it kind of also goes against the theory of teams where you're like, oh, I mean, I've been bust, but I know I can still play and try and score points. Because yeah, it was like, oh, great. Mistake. I have been sacrificed to get bent over by nine Void Weavers. Isn't this fun? Yeah. And it won't matter at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So... Um, you compare that time compared to now, where um, you know Eldar have bad matchups, CSM have bad matchups, all the armies have bad matchups and good matchups, and it makes yeah. it a really interesting process exactly. to try and build your team. Which is why the next question is going to be fascinating because <laughs> Lee and I actually had this discussion on the drive back, Ooh. and it's quite a it's quite an interesting one. Very, I think people in the chat should get involved in this next question. It is also worth saying just make stuff that sometimes the two can actually inform each other. If you, you'll notice after WTC, suddenly yes. a whole bunch of factions actually got a look in that weren't getting a look in before. There's an extent to which teams can inform what happens, because what you'll often see at the big teams events is if there are solutions out there to what's hot, they will have found it. And then suddenly everyone's like, oh shit, if I play Thousand Sons, I can kill Elder, blah, blah, blah. And it, it kind of ripples down in that way. The general method does get there. It just takes them a bit longer. And does, um, WTC yeah. was pretty soon. Was it before or after the changes? It was six, it was, six It weeks. was like the first like big, yeah, yeah. you know, it wasn't long after. So and it towering was, it had was been fixed, but that was Dark Angels, T-Sons, a bunch of armies kind of broke out yeah. after that. Right. Yeah, and Elder had had the first lot of points nerfs. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing so, to remember from oh, sorry, teams, oh, sorry, like teams no, events, is quite often people will be positioning the list to do a task really well, whether mm. that is dealing with an army or it's just going, I'm an immovable blob or I'm just going to shoot stuff. Yeah. So that doesn't always translate into a, a singles list. It's yeah. more, it's going to be pointed at a, a specific yeah. target. Exactly. Exactly. So teams is just better built to weather changes in the game. I think it, it handles that better. And singles when things are really out of whack singles suffers but that's the way of it like i mean let's be honest it's just the best way to play the game it's why yeah, it all the, the good players typically get bored of singles stop playing it you forget they exist then you go to a team's event <laughs> you get absolutely wrecked um <laughs> shout out to battle of britain last year where i got chewed out by uh, Tony Chu, <laughs> really lovely guy really lovely experience never, of britain this i'd never heard of him before uh i've fucking heard of him now um, <laughs> he is a still ringing, mate. <laughs> Beat me so hard, I picked up a new faction that he was playing. Ah, uh, nice. No, I love it. That happens. You do that. That really does happen. <laughs> to you. You, have, you have like a sort of epiphany as you're getting smashed <laughs> by an army. You're like, oh wow, I'm going to do this. I got wrecked in ninth by a, <laughs> a Necron player. Picked up Necrons. Got wrecked by <laughs> Ryan and Tony. Um, and I was like, cool. I'm playing Tau. They've got so much like you know skill expression. Here. I want to play it. I Should been... I buy Tau then? Should I buy Tau or Chaos Knights? Buy both, mate. Probably Chaos Knights. They're a, they're a good I'll one. buy yours. I, hate I haven't, I haven't been bodied in 10th edition yet. I think I need that to decide what I want to play my next, uh, <laughs> next army. 
Right, Hannibal, next question. Based on your experiences at Saffron Slam, what do you think the optimal faction line up is for four and five man team events, assuming player skill is equal? Right. So Lee and I have a discussion about the five man. Like if you could take only five armies, who would you say? So I think yeah. we'd probably all be in agreement of Eldar and CSM. Mm-hmm. I think. And Dota. Um but then it's but then it's like who are the other three? Mm. You need a first defender, right? So you need someone who, who could be generally good in tool. Mm-hmm. If, all, if you've got, if this equal player skill is a high level, I think Grey Knights are definitely a potential option mm. um, because they are just, they just score well, no yeah. matter what. They are very good defender. defender. Um, so that's a potential option. But um, and they have a decent game into both of those, which helps. Um, yeah, exactly. Votan, obviously, up there at the moment. I think Votan have... are really durable in teams right now. Like, um, very consistent and can either bully or defend. I got to do both. It's an army that's quite flexible in that sense. Yeah, because you need that kind of thing. Like, yeah. take for free, don't take Necrons. Yeah, I don't, I, think, I don't like Tau in it. Sorry, no. Jack. Um, and that's because Tau give the opponent a secondary game plan, which makes it quite hard to push differentials mm. unless you absolutely smash someone. It's the same problem uh, with Chaos Knights. Yeah. yeah. Although I like I will... Chaos Knights for being stodgy, so it's interesting, mm. isn't it? It's and they, like... they can bully the primary in a way that... Yeah. Um, so you're denying one half of the secondary game. Mm. I think Orcs have got a good place because yep. they've oh, got God, that... Yeah. It, like Votan, that flexibility if they're in cheap You probably vehicles. don't need both, but one or other of yeah. those I think yeah. would be yeah. great. And they do have some output. So a couple of the Orc lists this weekend didn't have things like Mozrog which yeah. felt like a mistake to me because that is a piece that can bully. So he's it still can hold its own a bit. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, he's on the receiving end of. You know his <laughs> um, his beastie boy, whatever it's called, the the thing that he's riding on? Squigasaur. The Squigasaur, yeah. <laughs> the when great he's, white uh, squig. Attacking vehicles. On it, I think it's like every four up. It's like dev wounds. He gets yeah. extra damage against vehicles. A- anti-vehicle um, monster. Yeah, Nick rolled wounds into me. He was like, yeah, and that's 10 mortal wounds. <laughs> Sorry, dev wounds, not mortal wounds. Yeah, yeah, dev yeah. Wounds. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even worse. Oh, horrific. <laughs> yeah, he so. does eat vehicles. Literally. Pac-Man. Is there anything we've missed? Those are the obvious standouts. I do think Dark Angels are always very solid as well. Is there going to be an artillery? Yeah. 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 Ship a whirlwind or like um as Jack says, oops or artillery like like no one wants to play into it. If you went, Oh, I've got that guy's got spooked basilisk. It spooks the fuck out of people. I was yeah. very spooked by it. No one's volunteering play. to play into that list, right? No. And it just you you want to have something like that in there just for those sneaky hidey armies like Eldar. Especially. He he is maybe a contra- uh, controversial take. I think I was very happy that we didn't have Eldar. Um, I completely agree. Didn't it. miss it whatsoever. In a four or five man teams event, um, it's easier to try to counter what you think might be the top armies there. So, like yeah. not bringing Eldar, I didn't think hurt us because we had two no. or three armies there that could sit easily a ten ten into Eldar, or maybe yeah. beat them, depending on. But that, that's a bit that's because Eldar are an army that's got no real like proper losses. Like other armies can get blown out. Like your CK sure. has to avoid certain like matchups mm. in case you get blown off the board. No, you um, just go first, mate. Well, there is always that. But <laughs> right, I don't have that like fear. Like, and none of sure. the people I was, I was never really concerned about, kind of like getting completely chewed out. Um, mm. So that's why it's kind of like, even if, like, my playstyle isn't to blow 
opponents away, but I, my wind was still kind of like, you know, like 13 sevens and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So I do. No, I, I agree. Uh, I think it's it's whether it it's having. I guess it's all about what how how it goes into different factions and how many things it bullies versus other things. I think it's still very good. It's evidently still very good. It's in all lots and lots of teams, but mm. certainly we've we felt our composition was okay without it. Yeah, you definitely want it in eights. Oh, um, well, I think I think you probably want it in a five, but I don't think yeah. I think if you have one of either Eldar or CSM out there being a bully, I think that's, that's yeah. Cool. Maybe that's why I didn't feel like we were missing it because we had that big bully pressure uh, yeah. in Lee, and obviously Lee's an incredible technical player. Like, yeah, yeah. the man's a machine. He is, except when he forgets to do strikes six races. But he's, he's, yeah, he's, right. he is on his day. He is better than anyone else in our team. If, I, I will, <laughs> I will take the incredible level of skill he brings and give him the once per event yeah, mistake. Exactly. Where it's like, ah, he's, allowed, he's allowed to have his moment, and also and he was he so good the, the day when he came in the day after, and he was like doing his stretches. Like I'm not yeah. going to fuck up at all. I'm just, I, like, nailed it. I, I think, <laughs> I think at five mans you could get away with putting your space marines as vehicle and dread heavy instead of chaos knights mm-hmm. to sit for a similar sort of thing yeah as well. that might that might be where well that's probably where they're going to sit isn't it this yeah. artillery redemptor heavy stodgy yeah build um because it, it does that role so you don't have to then have the chaos knights which then frees up things like demon allies mm, that's yeah true i did yeah. really like the chaos knights i think one interesting pick would be and i'm not saying it's in the top five but it world could eaters. be one is mm. world eaters i've been doing yeah. a lot of uh, very very good yeah been doing a lot of research about world eaters actually over the last few days and uh, <laughs> is that because the uh, the army box is coming up it is actually yeah i was like i think we're all about being... to be world eaters mains <laughs> i've got a pile down there of them so many sitting on yeah. yeah you know what that is an army which is primed for big wins yeah, like it has get, blowout potential. Like, right? It can generate blowouts. I did get wrecked by uh, World Eaters at LGT actually. Yeah, did they, did they have a forge thing? Right. I was just watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a video um, Jack Barker was doing, and it was just like he was just talking about how you deploy and how it can really fuck up your opponent. And mm. then if you got first turn, it's just like you can just win that game turn two. And it just yeah. it can create it can create those differentials, and again, and again, things have to avoid it, right, and pair around it. And... The people who like me as an elder player, having just said, actually, you know, I don't. Even if I lost, it probably only be like a seven. Absolutely, I was going to name them as one that absolutely could, would yeah, wreck your face. Yeah, yeah, run unless you deploy perfectly and screen perfectly and get it all right. It's something that can really pounce on um, the mistakes, um, and I think that's uh, definitely a. Um, that's, that would be an interesting shot. I wouldn't turn that down. And then you've got yeah. the other aspect. You can just bring like you know those swarmy lists. Um, you, know, you take something like Lewis's um, type of Tyranids. I do, I do think Tyranids are very um, good defender potential, especially the newer builds. As long as they've only got one army that can fight, like kind of shred you, um, mm. they're a first defender um, option or maybe second defender kind of thing to take. And us. obviously Necrons, as you guys experience, are just not one you take. No. Jack and I have been talking about potential uh, Necron lists to play around with. We're going to do some testing. Oh, that's fun. Um, you know, a little bit of a spoiler here. Maybe a double Tesseract Vault and a double Monolith. That was where I was starting. Yeah. I like uh, the Tesseract Vault. Alex oh, likes yeah. the Tesseract Vault. It's good. I like the idea of the, the normal destroyers, but the models are so old. Because their, their sheet is pretty spicy for lining up and shooting stuff with a Lord attached. So Yeah, absolutely. 
Hopefully we've done that question justice. Lots of interesting ideas. We didn't pick a five, but we did. We I, well, that's because I don't think there is a single obvious four no. or five right now, and it's partly about adjusting and countering what other people are doing as well, as much as anything <laughs> else. Um, Elmo Miniatures has a loaded question. With the expansion in 2024 of the massive and great fun UKTC events, how should smaller tournament organisers keep their attendances up and their businesses going? Find a different niche. <laughs> you're not going to be like the competitive I, I don't mean stop doing events i mean stop trying to be uktc um mm. so lewis is as as much as it pains me to say lewis has got a good niche for himself he's a terrible yeah. man um but he <laughs> he's running events that people want to go to that are different to uktc events yeah, they're yeah. A, a very different experience so yeah. they're worth going to for people who like weird terrain and fun rules not me um fun people. other people maybe. Yeah. Now, yes um i've forgotten his name what was yeah, um, what was julian wonderful julian julian, 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 all weekend. Shout julian, julian who kept us caffeinated got every um, single person in that building multiple hot drinks for free yeah absolute legend lovely guy yeah i think those kinds of events this is something we've talked about a lot in various different forums of late the UKTC events are going to hit a critical mass in the next year or two if they keep expanding to a point that they will, there will be no space left in the calendar if we attend those all the time and nothing else. So I think it's kind of on us as a player base and a community to be aware of that and I mm. think to prioritise at times local events or events by people you really like, you know, your Hellstorms, your Saffrons, um, your Toys of Mass Destruction local to us, events that really do offer something. And more importantly, also support good people and good communities and good groups. Um, and I think this is something that you will, if conversations all continue to come to fruition, you'll see voices all around content, hopefully championing a bit more in the next couple of years, because I think it's something we're all concerned about. We don't want, yeah. Zach's doing great, but we don't want Zach to do so well that everything else suffers as a result. That wouldn't be a good outcome for anyone. Shout out uh, in good time to, to mention the Steel City Wargaming events. They're really good. Um, fantastic. Run by Mark Pilkington. He's just a great guy. Runs a great event. He's got one at the end of the uh, end of November, last weekend there. Hit it up. Uh, Steel City Wargaming on Facebook. You'll be able to find it there. Please go, because I want to go to it, and there's not enough tickets sold yet to make it a reality. So uh, <laughs> come on down, and uh, you'll have the pleasure of uh, if either having a nice game with me, or if you think that I'm an annoying asshole, beating me. You know? I dare you. <laughs> Fucking try See you it. round two, mate. <laughs> Yeah, come on down. It'd be good to see you. Up. Right. Yeah. Connor Nichols. Chris is a Grey Knight main now, and I'm not going to dignify your provocative mean question. Yeah, I just read this. Uh... Try and ask. <laughs> if you want to ask questions in the chat, you ask nice questions. Firstly, mm. Connor, fuck you. Um, <laughs> um... Well, that's, this is now going to have to put offensive language on the, uh, the YouTube monetization <laughs> tags. Thanks, Chris. It's fine. As long as you don't swear in like the first 30 seconds, it's fine. For um, sake. And uh, <laughs> secondly, it's probably going to be Grey Knights. So, uh, Grey Knights, possibly the smattering of World Eaters when we all pick up World Eaters in about three months' time. I, th I think that's very unfair. You've never played a meta army at a time when they were good before, not even in ninth <laughs> edition. Um, <laughs> Stay away from me and my dog, guys. I was here first. Oh, dear. 
we're oh, going to ignore cute. that I played Nids on release and also Eldar on release. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, I remember I, that. I was, round two. I've got a I've got a long wait now for something I play to be meta. Although actually, Votan has sorted meta. Well, now, when did so they get the Drakari nurse wrong or the pickups wrong, and Drakari suddenly absolutely? I I would win. yeah. If if they give Drakari anything resembling a decent pickup, I'll give that a run in the new yeah. year because I would love that. But we will see. Um, I have, I do, as nah. Jack points out, I can't keep acting like I have a stake in Jukari and talking about them all the time if I don't yeah. actually play them. So I will at some point have to put my I, money I, where I my mouth is and get back out them. there. I think it's last time I played them, that would be Home Turf RTT, where I took second with them because I'm still good. At okay, them. and in a real tournament, when <laughs> uh, yeah. no real tournaments, no. Oh, real he, tournaments. he did lose. He beat me first round, so he did actually have some okay opponents as well. Mm. Interesting. I, I was probably the worst opponent he had, actually, to be fair. Okay. Alex beat me with Necrons because I let him yeah. charge 20 warriors onto five Mandrakes in my middle objective. Bold strategy, mate. So, yeah. you know, in and out with the Drakari. But no, I, w- I will get them out to an event in the near future, I think. Um, right then, Pickalax next. At what point did each of you know you were hooked into 40k? Was it an epic moment from an early game, the discovery of a really cool character, or something else? Great question. Really cool question. What do you think? I don't remember a time I wasn't playing 40k. Mm. Genuinely. Um, Because I was eight when I started. So, Oh, God. Wow. How about you, John? Uh, It was seven-year-old me going to wargame shows with my dad that was already a wargamer and me going, do I buy this Carthaginian elephant or do I fall in love with this man, Gazgul Magarak Thraka? (laughs) And I spent £10 on this book and I've never looked back. It's even got my name written inside it. Like there you go, Jonathan Scrivens. Back from when I was actually called by my uh, my legal government name. name. Yeah, there you go, Jonathan. Oof. Mm. There you go. That's why this book. Mm. Awesome. How about you, Chris? Oh. Um, so for me, I mean, I did the classic childhood thing of collecting various armies um, and painting, and then getting bored, and then moving away from it, and then coming back to it. But yeah, yeah. my dad was always been into like wargaming and stuff so i'd go to shows with him and stuff but as scrivo says like it's more like the historical side of things um so yeah i guess it would be when i've got back into it as i will actually start playing it properly as a grown-up with lee um that kind of um i was doing a bit of sigma with some local friends and then lee um who i'd known at uni and before that um, from like playing Xbox together, got in contact and was like oh do you play force again i was like well i have some models and i went over and we played mm. a my Grey Knights and Custodes mix, highly illegal. <laughs> you know, I'll put my Custodes in the Grey Knight Storm Raven. That wasn't allowed, was it? <laughs> um, but we had a, and that was when we thought deep strike charges were eight inches rather than nine. Oh, oh, the glory days. Um, that's but, much better. But it was fun. It was so much fun. And then actually, I met Ben through there, and kind of my competitive instinct instincts um, kicked in. I was like, so there are tournaments, Lee. Maybe we could do some tournaments. And then from there on, it's, <laughs> it's snowballed. Uh-oh. Yeah, I think similar. I, I was I really loved the um, Dawn of War games. If anyone played those, that was very big for me. I never actually played 40k as a kid. I had some salamanders which I painted, um, and I think a few Tau, Tau. I think I found and, some like Imperial Guardsmen yeah, that right. I'd converted with Tau guns. So I think I was trying to do like Tau auxiliaries or something, but I'd never I hadn't finished them, um, and. Then yeah, went away. Came back to it much much later, and I think it was the it was actually the Nurgle demons. It was the the nice new Nurgle demon bits and bobs that they'd done with the great unclean one and the sloppity bile piper, a bunch mm. of really cool units. I started 
painting some Death Guard. Then I got those demons. And I wrote and played a few lists with like great, great unclean one and some Death Guard kicking about, and had some really fun, silly games at local clubs where I had no idea what was going on, but was just massively enjoying it. And it all kind of spiraled from there, really. This is and a dangerous. I too topic. am a competitive animal at heart. Oh, yeah. Once I start to understand something, so that takes us <laughs> to this point. <laughs> um, very good. So nearly there now. This is a great question from Sindri. A big red button sits before you each time you press it. GW will fill out an existing 40k army with a new needed unit, but it also pushes back the release of Dark Admech and Emperor's Children by six months. How many times do you press the button? I have a friend who I met the very first time I played at Chatteris Wargaming Club, and um, he was an Eldar player. And randomly, like a year later, he suddenly became like Emperor's Children diehard out of nowhere, mm-hmm. which was a bit weird. But literally, and I genuinely mean this, every single time Games Workshop or Warhammer 40k put out a Facebook post, about new things coming up. You can find him in the comments going, when's the Emperor's Children thing coming out? Or how have you still not done the next, the Emperor's Children? Touch some grass. Or, oh, here's the rumour engine. That's a weird looking Emperor's Children thing. Oh, come on. For that reason only, I would hammer the shit out of that. Yeah, I completely agree. Despite him. Yeah. I'm not in a rush for either of those armies, so I'd happily just fill out the ranges of a bunch of stuff that already yeah. exists in perpetuity really. 22 <laughs> times every army i do, gets I, do I am very excited to see what they do with empress children and to be yeah. fair dark admit will look cool i'm sure but... yeah Jamie, you can just play pink csm for the next 20 years because we've slammed the button on repeat yeah. um, does, does, that, does that does that mean that they'll have all that time and they won't be releasing new army books if we delay those two because if that's the case i'd like them to stretch out the edition a little bit just to give us that time to kind of have all the books to play with as a whole. That'd be nice. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Never happens. Never Chance would happen. be a fine thing indeed. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just said stop making money. Uh, that's all I heard. So, uh, no. Our final question, and this is what we in academia call a leading question, is <laughs> from, from Harley, who asked, who was the winning team's hardest games this weekend? I think it was anyone but your first game, you said, Tom, wasn't it? Yeah, I basically, yeah, I played, I unfortunately had one incredibly easy game, round one, into into Harley, and then yeah. four, four absolute epics. Into really nice people as well, that, you said. Like, yeah, yeah. Your, your four other games were really enjoyable. Of course, we won't talk about the fact that you scored a 10-10 in the first round, and I think, was it just 17 threes for the rest of the event? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, no, both both my Eldar games were actually the hardest games. Shocker. Um, Eldar Votan is, is a good game and a tough game, and I personally think I played both of them really well, but I think Harley played very well in the first one. And um, Michael, I think it was, it was so nice, so so nice, um, and was maybe nicer not... than Harley. It sounds like. Uh... <sighs> well, I think I think we were, we were having a lot of fun with it in that in that final round. But Harley think... wasn't fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got your you? uh, You're in the shit. Harley, uh, you were the toughest game, but you were also a gent to play. So well done. I didn't. I didn't get. Next time, I'm going to absolutely destroy you because that's, <laughs> you, as the, you can see the progress, right? I lost I you first get... time. Drew with you next time. Now it's your turn to lose. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to say it earlier, so I do want to shout out Tom from round five, who oh. um, 
scout moved his uh, chimeras forwards to give me six inch charges with my carnivores and then i picked up you know a third of his army turn one because i went first um, he's a lovely guy though he I played was, him. Yeah. ed just oh, turned to me and went this is a hard matchup i'm going full send and then just everything just everything went it was yeah. so violent gunline guard <laughs> and i was playing things that like to be shot by guard so uh but even though like turn one i just picked up all his chimeras and his scoring units he was super friendly super chill i uh, had a great time the whole way through um and then made my life difficult sort of round two and three uh mm. turn two and three he's but, a good player uh, normally so. yeah absolutely <laughs> what do you mean turn one scout yeah. move is tricky isn't it yeah sometimes i I, i'm too keen with mine as well i think that's us i think we're done we have set some goals we've recounted our saffron time so it's time for us to go away now but we will be back not far from now with more 40k content thanks very much for tuning in um and we'll see you soon